what that sweet, sweet sound is? Sounds like a uh, Cummins hitting the speed limiter. Sure is. Any idea where it is? I'm gonna say, based on our guest today, Pike's Peak. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's the first four turns right there from Scott Birdsall out of uh, Santa Rosa, California. He owns Chuckles Garage, and he just set the world record for fastest diesel up the 156 turns of Pike's Peak. Say that 10 times fast. No. <laughs> I was barely able to get it out the first time. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited to talk to Scott, and uh, looks like uh, you and I both have uh, stories to tell. My God, I was at Daytona Truck Meet, and you weren't. I was not. No, you had, an. Uh, I think, maybe a better adventure. I had a great time at Daytona. Yeah. I was hanging out with our buddy Jordan Mulbauer. Yeah. You know, update! And he <laughs> was, he's always a phenomenal host. He's just, uh, he's gracious, Southern hospitality. He, he and his uh, uh, business partner, Patrick, and their families and girlfriends and the whole nine. I had a really great time. I took out my son, Quinn, uh, to Daytona. We flew out there, had to do a little, flew into Charlotte, then Charlotte out to Daytona. Oh, because uh, that was the cheapest? Uh, no, the only way. You can't fly, no direct. What? No direct to Daytona. From, from, from LAX. Oh, of course there's not the LA. You didn't go through Atlanta? Why'd you go through Charlotte? Did, no, I'm telling you, that was it. That's how they were routing everyone through Charlotte. Huh. I, I can't answer you. Huh. But my flight going into Charlotte was packed. And going Charlotte home, packed as well. Every single seat full. Bonkers. And it was just a Petri dish of disease. Well, I, on the other hand, did not go in an airplane and was not exposed to uh, 100 people I did not know. I was actually exposed to several thousand people at Daytona Truck Meet. Well, I wonder if I covered more miles than you. Uh, no, I mean, I crossed the country. So, no, so did I. No, but you didn't cross the entire country. You well, just I did. Colorado. I did almost 2,900 miles. Oh, well, no, I mean, I did like just under, I did over 5,000. So, no, you can't, you've got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, but you did it in like five hours. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, real quick, uh, Daytona Truck Meet, I just, again, was, was great. I posted some photos on our Instagram if you saw those. A lot of mall crawlers, a lot of uh, huge 24. I Dude, if you had 22-inch rims. You were out. You were out. You were lame. What you was the average? Just, was it 26s? Yeah, 28s. 28s? 28s, probably. How many with 30s? Quite a few. Really? Yeah, quite a few. That's I mean, because- uh, Big those, ass wheels. Were they all the SEMA trucks that weren't going to SEMA this year? Uh, no, these will, uh, yeah, some of them probably, but more you know, sponsors than last year. Was it better than when we went last year? Fewer, fewer because oh. of COVID. Yeah. But your all the biggies were there. More you know, people? Um, fewer people. Oh. However, that was at the event. Yeah. Was it still going off in town? Oh my God. Like the beaches during the day. Were they all wearing masks? Were completely bonkers. So at the event, yes, they were. Okay. Jordan and his crew were on it, yep. like all over it, making sure that people had masks. They yep. were policing it, handing them out and stuff. Dude, there are no other events going on. I no, mean, I when know. you look, people at are the, hungry. So they were flying. They were flying it. Uh, all the news copters were going over with long lenses, <laughs> trying to capture. He was in a world of hurt. Uh, no, let me take that back. He was. Uh, they were trying to bust him. There's nothing more than the media wanted than to capture these renegade truckers that are that are enjoying life. Because you know what? It's akin to like they're sending the reporters out to like 
um, parties to bust people, to show how irresponsible youth is right now, right? And this this show, Daytona Truck Meet, is kind of that, right? It's 24-year-olds. It's dudes. It's driving on the beach. It sounds it's like hanging fun. out. It so, is so fun. So the fun, the fun sponges were out is what they you're saying. Were, oh, yeah, the fun sponges. I like that term. So they, in, in full force. Dude, he had a couple of reporters who paid their way to get in and walked around with clickers and were counting people with no masks. It was just so lame. It was a total wet blanket. Everyone wanted to scoop. But at the end of the day... Dude, the mayor was on, you know, on their side. The police chief was on their side. Like every, so and everybody it off, behaved. It was great. Like. So congratulations cool. to Jordan. If you're listening to this, you did a phenomenal job. Your your team is awesome, and we can't wait for Daytona Truck Meet next year when hopefully both of us can go back again. Yeah, we definitely have to go. All right. Well, before we get to the show, we got to thank Nissan. So uh, if you're looking for a truck or van, head over to your local Nissan dealership or NissanUSA.com and support the Truck Show podcast by. Buying a new Nissan truck. We would really appreciate <laughs> That's that. That's all they have to do. Well, I heard that if you go to the dealer and you are going to purchase a Nissan Titan or Titan XD mm-hmm. and mention Truck Show Podcast. Does it matter Does it matter how you option it? Uh, you know, any any Nissan Titan or Titan XD. Okay. You just have to mention the secret code, Truck Show Podcast, and Nissan will give you a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty for mentioning Truck Show That's Podcast. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. wait. That's included for everyone everywhere. When you say Truck Show Podcast. No, unfortunately, that's for everyone everywhere. That's unfortunate. That's great. <laughs> that's unfortunate for us. Oh, it's great well, for the, for the I world. I was trying to build the show, the show up and show that our, you know, we can add to your Nissan buying experience. No, I don't Why are you going to take that away from me? add to anything. Oh, all right. Well, I think the Nissan buying experience is about as good as it's going to get. All right. Well, it's, when it's you awesome. go and buy one, just let us know. Yeah. And then that way we can put the tally in all the trucks we've sold. Oh, yeah. Do that. So we can take credit for stuff we're not deserving of. Uh, you know what's uh, cool? <laughs> uh, the Fender Audio System. Oh, that's cool. But I was going to mention the fact that uh, the Nissan Frontier is coming out soon. Oh. I think we're just like- uh, Can we get some more seat time in it? Uh, the new one. Not the current 20, which you should go out and buy right now, but the next generation one. I know. I think before the end of the year. Right. So I'm saying, can we get some seat time? I mean, not you, but I should be able to get some seat time. Ah, you're, you just do me dirty. I, no, you just, nobody looks at you as a, uh, a journalist. journalist. <laughs> <laughs> Holman, I have a one question quiz for you. All right, I'm ready. What is hard on the outside, soft on the inside, and protects things you love? Ooh, hard on the outside, mm-hmm. soft on the inside, but also protective. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, out of all the things, the only thing that comes to my mind right now is the decked D-bag. Oh! You are correct, my friend. Did you get one shipped to your house like I did? So I was working with someone at Decked. I forgot his name. And he, uh, was it Bergen? It was Bergen. And yeah, so Bergen sent me one, and I just haven't gotten it yet. So I'm jealous of yours. How do you like it so far? Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Here's why I think it's awesome. So it's soft sided, but it's a hard shell bag. Well, what is It'll, it for? What do you do? What, what do you do? I with mean. It? Everything. I mean, here's what's interesting. So, is it made for tools? Because that's what it, I was setting you up for. I figured tools, like, ammo. It'll fit in your drawer system. It comes with a tool roll and a duffel bag. How for big organization. is this? Uh, how big that's is the size of a backpack? Right. Okay. Yeah. You can um, wear it as a backpack. You can wear it as a backpack, or it's a good travel bag, or a suitcase, or a gear bag, or a mobile toolbox, or a giant lunchbox for us. <laughs> I mean, you can fit. Let's see. I don't know how many liters, but I would say it's about. Uh, 50 double-doubles in interior capacity. So I love the commercial. If you watch the D-bag commercial, the guy goes out to uh, to help someone on the road, and he puts his D-bag down, and the guy who he helps drives over it. And he's like, no! no! Exactly. Yeah. 
And then he goes through all these scenarios where the D-bag is just taking an absolute beating and it doesn't hurt the stuff that's inside. So there are plenty of backpacks, plenty of holdalls that you can get, but none of them will protect the innards like the D-bag. From well, this is, think of it this way. It's a decked system for your back. Oh, I hadn't looked at it that way. Or if you have a vehicle that doesn't have a pickup bed, it's a deck system for that vehicle where you can carry all sorts of stuff. So maybe jumper cables or tools or uh, 20,000 rounds of uh, 45 or, I mean, whatever. 20,000 rounds? <laughs> I, I mean, have you seen how many rounds you can fit in one of those things? Yeah, it's pretty sturdy. It's sturdy and it's big. Uh, nice reinforced handles. Super rugged construction. So if you want to find out more, head over to uh, decked.com. Check out the D-Bag. And they also have some really cool stuff on their social at Decked USA. But you know the one thing that the Decked D-Bag cannot contain? It's probably our professionalism. Nope, it's our suckage. Well, it is sturdy enough to hold it. There's just not enough capacity. (laughs) The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck truck rides with the truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman all right i have a, a confession to make I am. Am I? Should I be scared? I don't think so. I mean, it's not murder or anything like that. Okay, I cannot imagine. All right, so we've talked about In and Out, and we've talked about Whataburger and that whole thing going on there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, one of our listeners popped up and said, "Oh, we we concluded that In and Out is better, right? Of course. Okay, good. of course it is. Uh, but once somebody had emailed us and said I should try a Culver's, and as oh, yeah. I was crossing the country. You know how you're going down the freeway and there's those signs that say what restaurants are next? Yeah. I was going through- And they uh, always say Wendy's. Always no, say Arby's. Wendy's. Oh, Arby's. Yeah. yeah. A lot of those. And it kills me that in some parts of the country, it's just all of one thing. Yeah. So I was in that moment of what should I have, right? And I was going to head over to uh, see our friend Britt at American Adventure Lab out in uh, Washington near St. George, Utah. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, the exit sign said Culver's. And I reached back in the old memory banks and went, oh, I should try that. And I did. Now, did you screech across the lanes because you were passing the exit? You're like, Uh, no, I was already going super slow in the uh, far right. Okay. 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 (laughs) So uh, So tell me about covers. It's actually, it's not in and out. I'm not saying it is, but it's a restaurant style burger in a drive-thru. It's a big? restaurant. Wait, let's see. Yeah. A restaurant style burger in a drive-through, like a sit-down kind of burger that you'd get with like a beer in a pub or something like that. Oh, so bigger, fatter patty. Bigger, fatter patty. Good size, good flavor, and I was able to exchange my French fries for guess what? Onion rings, cheese curds. Oh, uh, it yeah. was awesome. Mm, yeah, I don't know. No, it was awesome. Mm. And uh, I had mine with bacon. I had the uh, I think they call it the uh, Culver Deluxe or something okay. like that. The bacon is soggy and fatty or no, crispy. It was good. Okay, it was solid. It was in the middle. It's the worst when you get bacon and it's just like limp and fatty. Yeah, no, it was cooked. It was good. It was a uh, good flavor. Uh, I was impressed. So I, it's not has not replaced In and Out. Uh, I'm going to say it's a notch above Whataburger. Oh really? So you are uh, 
you're thankful for the listener who uh, prescribed that. Yes, absolutely. I really appreciate you uh, pointing us in that direction. And uh, if I am in parts of the country where In-N-Out doesn't exist and I'm craving a burger and I see another Culver sign, I'm going back. I'm not familiar with where the Culver's are. Is it the uh, the Southwest or what? And where so, were you and why? Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I did a 2,900-mile uh, trip in my Jeep. and uh, That's a good way to break it. <laughs> yeah, I went through uh, Phoenix, uh, then up through Kanab, up And to where did you Richfield? encounter all the snow I saw on your Instagram? Oh, my God, dude. It's crazy. So then I went to Denver, and Denver was uh, 100 degrees. Yeah. And then uh, I left Denver on, uh, let's see, I left Denver on Sunday. And went to the San Juan Mountains to the town of Silverton. And where's that? Uh, San Juan Mountains. South, southwest Colorado. Okay. So Uray. Okay, Uray people. I got it. Right, Uray. Uray. Yeah, it's a Uray. Yeah, right, Uray. Yeah. The okay. O is not a U. It's U. It's okay. U. And uh, Telluride and Silverton. I met up with uh, Dave Harrington from AV, the founder of AV, and uh, a friend of mine, AJ, who goes by Photo Runner on uh, on Instagram. And last line of defense, Mike, who is huge on Instagram and YouTube. He's got like 600,000 followers. Oh, my God. And uh, You have almost that many. Yeah, right. And uh, Jackson Ellis, who is the general manager of uh, Glendale uh, Dodge Jeep Chrysler. And so we all went- Glendale, like Southern California? Yeah, Glendale? yeah, yeah. Oh. So he met us out there. And so okay. the, the five of us went and we wheeled a, a Black Bear Pass and uh, uh, Imogene. And we did um, uh, Poughkeepsie Gulch and all these amazing trails. Well- the first couple of days were crazy because the smoke from all the wildfires, there was the visibility on Telluride was on Black Bear to Telluride was awful. Like you could barely see the town. But the trail was epic. It was so worth the trip. Um, but on the last day I was there was uh let's see, Tuesday and a winter storm came out of nowhere and temps dropped from Wait, hold on, where were you on the last day? Uh this was in uh Uray and Silverton okay. to go do Poughkeepsie Gulch. And what's crazy is the temperature dropped fifty degrees. 50 plus. What's the altitude up there? Do you know? Uh, it was about 10,000 feet. And then where we, you know, some of the passes, we were up 13, 14,000 feet. And uh, it was crazy. So we had this crazy snowstorm coming in. It was, you know, 28 degrees. We had like eight or nine inches of snow within you, a couple were hours. Were you prepared for that temp? Did you have, I saw a jacket on you, but yeah. did you buy that? or you No, no, no. no. I, I brought, Colorado's crazy this time of year. You just never know. So I had enough warm clothes. What I didn't bring was enough warm blankets. So I wasn't going to go camping in that. So after uh, we did our, our trail, we went to uh, Uray to the brewery, had lunch, and then I started driving back. and went back through Utah, Arizona, Nevada, and California. So you didn't camp in the snow? I did, did not camp in the snow. It was cold enough. It was already at our altitude was like, you know, uh, 30s. Anyway, at night, which was where were result. you? So that was the same area where you looked. Uh, it was like a fire road where it was a thousand foot drop on your left on the driver's side. Well, it was switchback, so it kept switching which side the uh, drop. That was a uh, black bear. There's some epic pictures from Imogene up on the rocks and stuff. But it was really crazy when you get at that altitude, you get above the tree line, and there's all these bald rocks and stuff. Well, because the sky was all full of smoke, the uh, sun was this big red orb, and everything was sepia tone. It literally felt like we were on Mars wheeling. Everything was red and weird, and uh, the wind was howling. It was it was just straight out of a sci-fi film. But you you would have liked it. It was uh, you know going back and forth on the switchbacks and all these mining you know mines and shacks and all this history. And I I did not spend enough time there. I'm looking forward to going back. But had this great great group with me. Happy to be home. But check this out. My Jeep, 37s, a V6 with a stick, and a go fast camper on top. The rooftop tent. Actually, uh, quieter than the roof rack I had on there, believe it or not. Hmm. I did over 15 miles per gallon average for the entire trip. Oh, wow. On that's 37s good, and yeah. 488s. Sure, yeah, that's pretty good. So I, I was feeling pretty good about that. So oh. anyway, epic trip. Glad to be back.
Well, speaking of Colorado, since you were there, let's yeah. talk Pikes Peak, where Scott Birdsall, our friend who owns uh, Chuckles Garage, I think we interviewed him a bunch of shows, like two million episodes I don't know, ago. Uh, at least a hundred episodes, something ago. like that. Anyway, so we, I want to get him back on the show because he just did something pretty freaking astounding. He's been working on breaking the diesel record at Pikes Peak, and he freaking did it. All right, well, let's call him because I want to hear what it was like driving a 1949 F1 up Pikes Peak with a 1500 horsepower Cummins. Yeah, it's insane. All right, dial him up. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's going on? And of course, uh, it is myself and Lightning. We don't want to leave him out. He might get hurt. He's very sensitive. <laughs> what's up, Lightning? Two seconds into the show, and I'm already crushed. <laughs> this is crazy. Wait, hold on a second. I uh, We're calling Scott because... Uh, well, we didn't even give him an intro. We just dialed. Well, no, we got to give him an intro. All right, give him an intro, and then we'll tell people why we're talking to him. All right. Here we go. Truck famous hero, star, VIP, ace, big wig, hot shot. Truck famous, big shot, big deal, big gun, big cheese, heavyweight, superstar. Truck famous. That's what you are. So it turns out that when you break a uh, world record, uh, you get the truck famous intro, Scott. So uh, you <laughs> that's, are. Uh, that's. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he's, he's graduated. That's yeah. for damn sure. Dude, 11 uh, minutes, 2 seconds, well, 2.064 to the top of freaking Pikes Peak in a 5.9 Cummins-powered <laughs> Ford. Dude! By the way, we're talking to Scott Birdsall of Chuckles Garage. He's uh, been on the show before, and we were talking to him- How many episodes ago? Oh, I don't know, 400? Yeah. It seems like it. Like forever, it seems like yeah. a long time ago. And uh, we've been following along, and- Holy crap, dude. World record fastest diesel up Pikes Peak. Yeah, yeah. You know, not, not so bad, huh? I do got to fact check you, though. So it was uh, 1124.065. 1124.065. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And then it's a uh, 6.7 Cummins. Now, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I thought you had a 6.7 and then you downsized to a 5.9 because it was lighter. No, no. They're, they're pretty much the same weight. Huh. Are you just making up facts over no, there? No, I didn't. No, I'm trying to, dude. I'm piecing together a bunch of stuff because I thought that when he was on, when you did oh, the Heineken burnout box, you were looking at Guckle's Tourage. Is <laughs> that it? Yeah, you guys, <laughs> God, guys, I got guys, all guys, my guys, facts straight. Hold on a second. Gotta I, get the facts straight I, before you holler at me. No, I know. Hold on a second. <laughs> my brain is malfunctioning. Right. No, you're supposed to play the "What's wrong with you, Lightning?" Oh, oh, this one, Lightning. What is wrong with you? Thank I you. mean, what's not wrong with me? <laughs> Dear God. You know, when we have a friend come back on the show, we haven't scared him off the first time. We don't try and scare him off the second time. I mean, he can't. No, yeah. no, no, no. He's got Pretty the, hard to scare me off. No, not at all. He's got iron <laughs> testicles. He's not nothing well, that, can scare He also guy. has an uh, iron block in his, uh, in his Cummins-powered Ford. I know. So, wait a second. So, because I got it wrong, let me unbury myself. When you, but you did go between the 5.9 and 6.7, correct? I had a 5.9 in it before I left for Pikes Peak. All right, a little oh, bit of vindication. Okay. All right, all right. A little right. bit. So you're not, you're, you're kind of off the hook. <laughs> so, Scott, does this mean that you have the fastest Fummins in the West or fastest Fummins in the world? I got the fastest Fummins in the world, man. Fums, yeah. <laughs> Fums, yeah. <laughs> okay, so take us back uh, to the attempts 
the failures and then and then winning it. By the way, I think I saw you say on YouTube or somewhere that you were in limp mode for some of it, like you were having some ECM yeah. problems. But I want to, before you get to that, let's go back because I want to recount for people that maybe didn't hear your first episode with us where you, you went off the cliff at um, Engineer's Corner, I want to say it was, in one of a couple years back. Yeah, so, you know, that really wasn't the best time of my life. Um, you don't say I was, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, kind of hurts. Um, (laughs) so I'm in, uh, I'm there for tire testing and this was in 2018 and I'd already driven the course a couple times. I was feeling pretty good about it. I knew exactly where engineer's corner was and I was probably going nine tenths. Shouldn't have been maybe seven tenths. That's see, what I should have been doing. See, he does it too. Ah, see, um, I, you don't know this, Scott, but I hate when Holman says he was going ten tenths and and nine tenths, and I'm like, what about just a hundred percent, ninety percent? Nope, nope. It's got to be fractions. No, because see, Scott and I were on the same level. I, dude. Apparently, apparently. Okay, so you're Any, going nine tenths when you should have been going seven tenths. Yeah, you know, anytime, anytime you're speaking of performance, it's always in a in a vehicle. It's tenths. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Noted. And when you overperform, you're at 1110. So go take that. To the I'm, bank. I'm here to learn. I'm All here right. to soak up uh, Scott's knowledge. So I'm going into the corner, and so I left. I left foot brake when I drive my truck, and I took a really bad stab at the brake pedal, and I ended up in the. I ended up in the trees. You know that didn't go so well. I herniated some discs in my neck, uh, broke my tailbone, but you know we fixed. We loaded the truck up, took it back to California, fixed it in eight days. And brought it back, and I qualified, but then the engine blew up in qualifying. <laughs> oh. So, so we just we stayed we stayed for Fan Fest, we stayed for the race, but we didn't race. And then 2019, everything was going pretty good. We blew up one motor in in uh, testing at Pikes Peak International Raceway. Uh, qualified really well. We set the fastest uh, Section One diesel ever. And qualifying, and then come race day, it rained and hailed on my run, so I was only able to run halfway up the mountain up to a place called Glen Cove. So that that was pretty crushing. And then this year, this year was so stressful because in um, testing at Sonoma Raceway, a week before I'm supposed to leave, my uh, my engine blew up, and that was like my only engine for the whole for the whole effort, and I thought I was done. Now, wait, Scott, what's causing all these engine failures? This is the second blown engine. What's going on with this thing? Because you have that's a pretty well-engineered engine with compounds and intercooling. and Yeah, everything, you know, the, the problem is, is when you're running a diesel at 10 tenths, if something goes wrong, it, it's, it's not like, it's usually not like a little thing. It's usually pretty catastrophic. So the engine that blew up in practice had a machining flaw hmm. um, so it just expired and died and then Spencer uh, he's uh, he's one of the guys at my uh, title partner uh, fast fuel systems sure he pulled his race motor out of his truck put it on a pallet and shipped it to me dude, and so we good to have friends in, right dude if he didn't yeah. do that like I I hundred percent would not have even made Pikes Peak this year so he pulled that out Put it in, you know, we put it in, got to, got to practice, practice really well, got to qualifying and the transmission went into neutral a few times 
and the engine oversped really bad every time we did that, and it ended up burning up the main bearings in that motor. Oh, at Ouch. what kind of RPM? Um, I think it might have spun past like 6,500 a few times. Oh, that's a lot for a Cummins. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> as yeah, it turns a out a little faster than you want to well, spin that engine. Especially when you, especially when you go from full load like hill climbing, thousand horsepower to nothing, and then the engine just kind of screams its brains out. So that hurt that motor. I was pretty much ready to throw in the towel, and then Lenny. Another one of my partners uh, at Dynamite Diesel calls me and says, "Hey, I've got a motor. I'm sending my guy down from Idaho." Wow! So oh his guy loads up the brand new um, engine. It was built by Freedom Racing Engines, and loads it up in Idaho. Drives down 18 hours to us. My guys, I'm sure, hate me at this point because they're like, "Oh, he's going to give up," you know. But that's not really me. So I'll, I'll say I'm going to give up and I complain a lot, but that's just you, you putting know, it so out we, to the universe. So that the universe goes, Scott, don't do it. Here's another Cummins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guys. If right? I can't find another Cummins from the Cummins ferry under my pillow, I'm going to quit. <laughs> they raised down another one. Yeah. Right. And really you know, lo and behold, so every single time it's, and another one just descends from the clouds. <laughs> I, I've never had one Cummins in my life. Scott had like three in one week. <laughs> so uh, that sounds absurd, but that's literally what happened. <laughs> so he sends his best guy, Matt, down. We put the engine in in one day, and the, the guys stay up late doing – I mean, they're just, they're just busting it out, like all my guys. And then uh, I got to – the last practice you could possibly have, which was Friday. So I've already missed qualifying. So I'm, I, I draw the worst card, which is I get to run first, you know, in the morning. So the track's still cold, everything else. Although is it, oh, is, air density is better yeah, for your diesel, say, I would imagine. That could be better. Cooling you know, right? and yeah. air density. It helps. It helps. I spray water into the intake, so it cools it off pretty good. Well, that's funny. That's like lightning in his C20 sprays gasoline into the interior every, every time he fills it up. <laughs> no, that's because the nozzle's broken, and, uh, and it wants me to light on fire and but, die. By the way, I had a, uh, a call from our buddy Ronnie. Oh, no. And he heard the uh, podcast, and he goes, Ronnie wrong? at C10 Talk? Yeah, he goes, what's wrong with lightning? I I need to call him and tell him that that's just not safe. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't spray fuel into your interior. That's probably a bad. Thing. Yeah, it's super yeah, it's bad. A, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, you got you got the tenth thing right, but spraying gas in your interior not cool at all. <laughs> Friday, then I get to that last practice on Friday. I go out, I go out for a uh, my first run, and it's a motor break-in run. So I'm like keeping the RPMs down, just you know, old lady going to church on Sunday kind of drive. Come back, and here's where it gets fun. One of my fellow competitors were sitting there shooting the biz, and he reaches in and starts touching buttons and stuff. And you're not supposed to do that. And he knew that. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And So it turns out, and I, and I, didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't notice he pushed it, but I have an emergency mister system on my radiator, which is there just for like extreme emergency? Like, Sounds a little scandalous, almost, Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mister system. Mister system. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, not mistress system. Oh, Mister. Oh, like okay. you know when you get hot and it gets a little sprays water all over you and it makes you all happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you talk about putting one of those yeah. in your backyard? They're lighting for the Jeez, 110 some... degrees in Long Beach this I past really, week. Really, uh, really should. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so that 
mister system works off the same tank that feeds the water to my engine to keep it cool, like to spray it into the intake. So it uses up all that halfway up the mountain, and then it gets so freaking hot that it blows out my freeze plugs on the side of the engine, like really quick. So we thought we were done because the engine, I, I figured it hot seized itself because it started running really crappy too. And then, and then the good part. <laughs> oh, there's a good part. Oh, I've been waiting oh, for it. No, I you mean, guys, you guys don't even understand. <laughs> no, so we then, don't apparently. <laughs> so I'm like so heated. I come back in, I and I walk down and I tell the guy, you know, what happened, and he was he was apologetic, but you know, I was so mad. Like we get we get in the truck, load up, and then we're in my in my big Dodge Dually with my freaking loaded. You know, ten thousand. Wait, plus wait, 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 wait. Oh, so you have a fourth Cummins we didn't know about? You have one in your tow rig too? Okay, so my extra extra Cummins is in my tow rig. <laughs> and my me and two of my guys were in the tow rig, big heavy loaded trailer behind us, and we're coming down Pike's Peak, you know, to go have lunch and kind of cool off. Well, one of the Rangers stopped a car right at the end of a blind corner going oh, no. downhill. No, 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 no. No, right. no, 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 yeah. no, no. You already know what's happening here. You've got a loaded uh, trailer. You ain't stopping, right? Yeah. So there's a tour bus coming up the hill on the other side. <laughs> okay. Oh, you posted this. I saw pictures of the aftermath on this. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so this – was, this, was this was the lamest day I've had in motorsport ever. So coming down the hill – so I choose, okay, well, I don't want to smoke the people in front of us, and I don't want to smoke the poor people in the tour bus, so I'm just going to drive into the trees in my loaded trailer and hope my truck doesn't flip uh. over. So did that. We didn't die. The truck got a little dented up. Everything was fine. Get back to the house. You know, We put the truck on the lift. It, you know, I said, guys, let's drain the oil. We drained the oil. There was no me- no metal in it. We put new oil in it, and the thing ran fine. So I was like, you know what? We're sending up the mountain tomorrow. Then we got to race day, and there was rain. And there was not rain, but there was, uh, you know, the first time in three months. Of course, it's on race day, but there's like two inches of ice on this, literally the scariest corner on the whole track. It's called Olympic, and it's it's literally a drop-off into, you know, hell. Is it negative camber or what? Off-axis? What do you kind no, of— No, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty flat corner. Okay, but, but it's it covered has in ice, ice on it. Uh. So that delayed the race like two hours. And so I'm sitting there with butterflies in my stomach for two hours, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, all I hear is there's ice and I'm about to send it. So wait, Scott, pause right there. When you say butterflies, you're not being flippant. Like, you are actually legit nervous. Like, like pacing, no, ready to get going? Yeah. Like, usually I'm cool as a cucumber, but when. I'm about to send it up Pike's Peak, and they're telling me there's ice on the scariest corner on the entire course. <laughs> makes you makes That's, you pause for a second. Well, because you yeah. had already sent it off the edge before, before. So now, and you're then thinking, you sent your truck and trailer off the edge. Oh my again. god! Yeah, you uh, you should stay on the road, my friend. You see what <laughs> right. happens when well, you stay on the road? Well, he we did win world records. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so everything went good. My run went awesome. The truck ran amazing. Well, hold hold um, that right there. Because until, I, well, hold on. I just, I, I want, I have to play this. So just. Oh, 
Now that's the dash cam, correct? That's the actual full run, which you can find on uh, YouTube. So I will say that holy uh, crap! The day that you posted, that was a couple days ago that you posted that. I watched it in its entirety, and it is badass. Now I'll say that you made a left-hand turn, Scott. You drifted, and you, you didn't want to drift. I can tell because the dash cam looked out over a cliff. And then all of a sudden you you corrected, and I thought, oh crap! And I felt like butterflies for a <laughs> well, second. There's a spot where he's going uphill on a right hand sweeper, where there's no guardrail, and as soon as the corner starts, there's a guardrail. And I don't know if he downshifted because the truck gets squirrely. It like goes side to side for a second right before he dives into the apex and then makes it through the corner beautifully. But you're watching it, then the whole truck kind of like yaws a little bit, and you're like, "Whoa!" I saw a couple of those, Woo-hoo! but the one where I thought I, he was going to kick the right out if he had, if he had just if it lost any more traction, he was going to kick the yeah. ass end out to the right too much, oh. and he was going to go. I can't remember if it was left into the hill or what it was, but you even though you got the fastest time for a diesel truck or, or diesel period, there were a few moments that I know your uh, your wiener went right back into your body. Like, it just was like, <laughs> oh no, I was crushing I was crushing diamonds for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, those, so those are there was a couple fun moments. One moment I was going into the hard right hander after um, after Glen Cove. I was going into the hard hard right after Glen Cove. And I don't know why I, I shouldn't even have done it, but like I brain farted and I downshifted and it made the truck go sideways. I was uh. like, okay, not a great idea. <laughs> and then coming up the hill one or two corners after that up into the switchbacks, I just grabbed too much throttle out of one corner and I pointed straight like off the cliff and I saved it. Oh, and uh, nobody said it was easy. <laughs> no, you got to earn and that. A couple, yeah, and then like going into picnic grounds, which is the fastest. Uh, it's the fastest part of the track. It's a big long straightaway. I literally drifted the entire corner going into picnic grounds, like all the way out to the white line. Um, and and on purpose or not? Oh, totally on purpose. Uh, well, it, st- <laughs> it it started, and I didn't I didn't do anything. I didn't really argue with it. I just I just kept the slide going because I knew I can you know. Once once you get used to whatever race racing car you're driving, you can kind of understand in your brain where the slide is going to end up. And and when it started sliding, I was like, "Eh, this will be fine." There was a lot of that going up the mountain, but having I, you know having done this now so many times, do you get the sense that the guys that are setting the records and that are going back every every like every year, year after year for twenty plus years, like that's the only way to really beat the mountain is to just become <laughs> at one with it understand every single turn right you know like i mentioned before in our last podcast i have a simulator at home and the only thing i do in it is pike's peak and i probably do it you know two three times a week and uh you just you you have to know where every corner is because in a lot of parts of in a lot of the track all the corners look the same okay so i have a question if you're on a simulator driving Pikes Peak so that you know where the curves are, what it looks like, and practicing that way. What vehicle do you choose that hit, that's closest to the F1? There's no way that he has... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what what does... You know, do you do it in uh, whatever sports car they have? Or, like, what? Or can you yeah, modify I do something? It in the, I do it in the Audi S1 E2. Okay. And then I just... I basically put it all rear bias, you know, so it doesn't act like an all-wheel drive car anymore. What's your thing fastest is, like, time on the simulator? Yeah. 
Is it close to what you actually did in real life? Oh no, I'm in the I'm in the eights in my simulator. <laughs> of course you are. So when you did yeah, real life, God it almost on felt the simulator. Too, <laughs> it almost felt too slow for you in real life, then, right? No, it's it's so different because in real, you know, in the simulator, you're like, oh, okay, you know, if I crash, it's just gonna like dock me 15 seconds and throw me back on the track. Yeah, and you're not wearing like, a helmet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. In in real life, you don't just get slapped on the wrist and get a penalty, and they stick you back on the track, and your car still runs. You, know, you break a bunch of vertebrae in your yeah. In there's your there's body. real life ramifications there. <laughs> the, the simulator helps for memory, and that's about it. Like you know, because you're on a simulator, there's no butt dyno. Like you can't tell what your car is doing. You know, you can only tell when it's sliding, when it's visually sliding, et cetera, et cetera. Tell me about the feeling going over the finish line because you come across the finish line and watching again the YouTube of the full run was so bitch. I'm so stoked that you did that. Because uh, really, we get to ride shotgun with you the whole way up, and you at the end you you cross the finish line, but then you pull into like a not even a paddock, like there look like a couple sea containers up there, and a couple guys, that, and they guide you into the spot. And I can only imagine there's crazy adrenaline going through your head, and the people at the finish line are very lackadaisical, very casual, very like, "Hey, sir, park here." It was like valet. You're like, "Park here." Wait, for a second, wait, wait, wait. When and- you when you win or cross the finish line at Baja, the Tecate girls at four in the morning hand you ice cold beer. That's how you end the race. What happens at Pikes Peak? It that's was. It? it ain't this. They, they just know? say park no, here, no, sir. No, they were like they were like literally like parking him at a concert. They're like, can you park here? Cool your. And was it like stack parking so you can't it, go home anytime then soon? Then finally, a couple of guys give him like a slow clap. They're like, hey, good job, Scott. <laughs> good job. And I was like, he just like, what are you guys yeah. doing? Did you have the sense? Did you know by the radio that you broke a record at that point, or was it and later no. that the officials told you and then you thought it was cool? Here's the fun part. So, well, first of all, I think they're calm up there because I, I think they realize that you've just gone through so much adrenaline. They don't, they don't want you going through cardiac arrest if they, like, go into, you know. Or stabbing the uh, wrong pedal and going through the crowd at the bottom. Right, yeah. I thought I had done a horrible run because my truck went, like, a, like I was alluding to earlier, my truck had gone into limp mode uh, at Devil's Playground. And you can see that in the video. You can see the truck not making, like, angry spooling noises you can hear it sputtering so the truck for you know a third of the race my truck was in limp mode which is like 250 horsepower that's what's, not a lot at altitude well, no, but what's it normally making is it over a thousand it's over a thousand yeah my pike's peak tune okay even um, the, so it, i i'm curious real quick here i'm sorry to take an aside but what is it at the bottom of the mountain and what is it at the top of the mountain i'm wondering it just in air density what's it doing to your horsepower do you have any idea um, well, you know, there's 40% less oxygen, so you're probably making 30% less horsepower at top. Okay. Wow. And he's up there at 250 just struggling. Ugh. Oh, the thing's so, – you know, the saving grace is at 250, it's still making like 500 pound-feet of torque. Right. So it's still moving along, but it's not going It's, it's not, not going accelerating fast. very fast. What? Uh, how much does the truck weigh? I think we talked about it last time, but I've, I've forgotten since then. It's, it's actually – I. I ballasted the rear of it a lot this year. I okay. added 300 pounds to it. Oh, wow. So that, That's like yeah, having lightning truck. on the back of your bumper. How dare you? What an oh, I meant lightning and uh, I uh, weigh bag of burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't... I don't lighten my vehicle to go fa- to go faster. I, I make it heavier. So what I'm hearing is uh, lightning can co uh, co dock for you next it? year. Come on, what? I'm I'm trying to get you riding a race truck. Oh yeah, well, I'll, if you want me to gain weight, I'll sit in the bag and strap me down. <laughs> as long as you're not as long as you're not spraying gas into the interior. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I get to the top. 
I get out. The first guy is like, looks all pumped. And he asked me if I want to know what my time was. And I'm like, I looked straight up, looked at him. I'm like, no, like I do not. I was like offended. I'm like, it's, I know it's like 13 minutes and I don't want to hear that. He's like, fine, you little (laughs) (laughs) So then I go over to the radio guy and the radio guy is like all excited. He's like, Hey, you want to know your time? I'm like, not really. And so then he tells me anyways. And, and I just lost my, I just lost my, I did just, you know so, the time I was so to be excited? Yeah. I knew the time to be, and, what and was it? that was my goal. But as soon as, like I said, as soon as the truck went into limp mode that far down the track, I, my dad, my hopes were over and I was just trying to get to the top. So, so what, what was the time to beat? Because your record is 11, 24, 065. So what was the yeah. record you had to beat? So the record to beat was held by factory Mercedes Benz in an all wheel drive oh. touring car. Oh, wow. Oh my God. Wow. And that was eleven thirty seven, and I forget their uh, their fractionals, but I yeah, eleven thirty seven. I mean, what is that about? I don't 13 know. Thirteen seconds. That's a lot. Thirteen seconds is a bit is a big chunk of time. That's impressive, man. Especially yeah, but, in but Mercedes doesn't know anything about racing. So what? Are the, oh wait, <laughs> yeah, the factory team, and then you bring this old patinaed F one that's been off the track a few times with a big old snorting angry diesel. So let me ask you this: so not only do you have the personal, you're stoked for yourself but in the process your truck is now a living breathing thing that it already was famous but now it's the truck that couldn't do what other trucks it's did. the next like, level it's just next level it's yeah it's i mean it's there's been a lot of a lot of diesels up pike's peak it's a thing there what so makes this, is, uh, special? this is the fastest one well, how what makes your build and what you the formula that you put together the recipe that you put together why do you think it was successful or is it just your driving skill um, well, I'd like to think it's just my driving skill, but <laughs> it's a combination of things. You know, it's a, it's a long development process. You know, this, this isn't the truck it was last year and it's sure as hell not the truck we debuted at SEMA in 2016, you know, lots of development, you know, working with the best in the business, like, you know, Garrett motion with my turbochargers, like working with their engineers closely on the turbo setup, dynamite diesel, working with them closely, uh, for the injectors and a big thing of note is if you watch my video, there's no smoke coming out of my truck. No, they're you very there. I mean, there's a couple real little sections of haze, but there's no yep. smoke. It so the, is the tune, amazingly clean. So who who tuned it? Was that dynamite? Uh, it was tuned by breakout tuning, Jared Vollmer. Huh? He tuned it. I'm curious, uh, Scott, what ECM are you using? What are they tuning on? Are you running like Motec or Haltech? Nope, I'm running the like factory that? factory 2006 Dodge pickup truck ECU. <laughs> no, wow. seriously, what are you running? No, I swear to I swear they no, the you're, you're lying right ECU, to us to our faces right now. No, I'm not lying. Yes. That ain't true. No. <laughs> That's no. not true. <laughs> well, so it's <laughs> they they are incredibly they are incredibly tunable. So All right, so here's my next question. You obviously have a tie up with Gran Turismo. You have a windshield banner that says Gran Turismo. Are they going to finally fix your freaking truck in the game so that you can practice next time Wait, in your own damn it? truck? Wait, I don't know the story. What's wrong with it in the game? Gran Turismo doesn't even have Pike's Peak in their game. It's wrong. That's not I don't okay. Know. It's bizarre. They, they're like the title sponsor of the race, and they don't even have the game. Oh, they don't even wait have the race in their they, game. So wait, they're not sponsoring you personally. They're sponsoring all the racers, or how does that work? The title sponsor of... Uh, of Pike's Peak. I, of I, the I didn't Pikes realize Peak they don't have it in the game. No, they haven't for years. All right, well, it's that's crazy. That's bogus. 
I have to use like an old clapped out copy of Dirt Rally 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's not going to have your truck in it. No. No. So, couple questions. Um, what's next? Is this it? Are you done? Now it's a different form of racing, or are you going to go back and well, try and get your Well, he's got to go back record? because he was on, uh, it detuned on him when he, when it, you know, ECM fart. I, but does the guy really need to go faster than beat yes. himself? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So then, and. The follow-up, is there anywhere that one of our listeners can see the truck in person? Will you be taking it to any shows? Can they see it? Because the damn thing is impressive. It really is a, not only just a work of art, but the way you put it together, the chassis. And will it have just, a uh, second seat over the rear axle that Lightning can go on a ride? <laughs> I wasn't going to ask him that. <laughs> no, but I am I am going to put a passenger seat in it. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Can you scare one of us sometime? <laughs> I would love to sure. be frightened in the uh, passenger seat of that thing. No, but is there an Absolutely. opportunity for, for, for fans to come see it at any point ever? Well, it's always at my shop, but I'm so busy I don't have time to really show it to folks. And you want, and you're, you're up in Santa this, Rosa, California, correct? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, all this COVID nonsense has, has ruined all of the shows I was going to take it to. Yeah, tell us about it. Um, if it happens, um, there's an event called Shift Sector in Colinga, that I'm going to be taking it to in November. Been there. You're, that's yeah. at the airport, and you do, uh, what, a standing mile, correct? Yeah, it's standing half mile. Half mile. And, I, and Old Smokey owns the standing half mile diesel record. Oh, no kidding. So, at what speed yeah. and, uh, and and what time? Uh, well, there's, they don't time it. It's oh, just trap speed. Okay. So 167 and some change, and I'm trying to push it to 180. Oh, you can do that. Are you going to have to change the uh, rear end gearing? No, just... Just get more. Now that it's heavier, it'll get more traction. Oh, I guess that's probably the biggest thing in that truck is just traction. I just want to. Yeah. I just want to go for a ride. What What are the uh, the Toyo meets on there on the back? Uh, they're three thirty five. That's fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're huge, <clears throat> and we run motorsport slicks that are super sticky for Pikes Peak, and it'll still it'll still blow the tires off at one hundred and sixty miles an hour. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So what will you run at Coalinga? Same same setup. Um, I'll run the same setup with a with um, with probably bigger chargers on it, so probably run it between fourteen fifteen hundred horsepower. Okay. Will you have four spare extra engines ready to go? No, no, because <laughs> or you know, have you used up the, that on your car? Did you have your your Cummins spare engine card and all four corners have been torn off now? You can no longer think, go back uh, for extras. I think I think I've used all my punch cards. <laughs> yeah. The the half mile is pretty easy on the truck okay. because you're not hammering it over and i mean pike's peak is there's 156 corners and there's a drag race in between each one of them i mean so that's a great a way to put it it's a lot of stress yeah. well you know what so uh shift sector from what i recall i don't know if they still do this but the last couple ones they did they streamed them so you could actually and the announcer would tell you what vehicles are coming up next and they streamed everything live so there might mm -hmm. be an opportunity to watch old Smokey uh, run the half love, mile so that'd be cool yeah either that or you just just hop on the internet and and Google Old Smoky F1 or hit up my Instagram, which is at Chuckles Garage, and you can see all kinds of stuff about the truck. Yeah, that's a that's pretty much like truck porn for people. Have you ever been uh, propositioned to build another one or something similar for another guy that wants to go racing? Many times, but I I I refuse to replicate this truck. Well, you yeah, don't, don't want to accidentally make it better than your own truck. Well, he would that. see. That's the problem. It right? would be because you you've learned too much, and there's probably things where you look at the chassis or the setup, and you go, "If I was going to do it again, I would move this one inch." Well, or this hold on. I'm, I'm curious or... about this, Holman. 
Scott, what would what's the big thing that you would do to this truck if you could, but you can't because structurally it just won't work? Or you have to take you have to go back down to zero to get there. I would have designed the chassis so it it could have all wheel drive. Oh. I mean that's cool. Yeah. I don't know what all wheel drive system is gonna take that much torque from a but Cummins, that but... but that Cummins has to sit so low between the frame rails. How would you pull that off? I could figure it out somehow. I like that. That's yeah. a good answer. Some crazy portal axle setup or something in the in the, in the front. Well, I mean, nah, it would definitely it would definitely have some very unequal length front uh, axles on it. I've put it on paper and doodled it out a thousand times. I've not been able to commit to peeling my par- truck apart enough to do that. I mean, that's pretty far down, and yeah. and potentially miss the next racing season where you could beat your own record with the current setup with a few tweaks. Yeah. So next next year, I am working with an LMP car and looking to work with uh, my title sponsor this year, Fast Fuel Systems, to develop the uh, three-liter eco-diesel that's in the new uh, Jeeps and that's in the half-ton yeah, Dodge trucks. Right. And by the way, LMP car, that's a Le Mans prototype car, right? Yes. Which is yeah. like if you ever saw... What it, yeah, what does it look like? It's I can't basic, picture it. It's the kind of where it's like the there's a cockpit, like a jet, jet cockpit in the middle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's basically like an open wheel kind of chassis, but a full body over it. So you don't have open wheels. Everything's covered. It has like a longer tail. It's, Are you talking about like a go-speed racer car? No, 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 no. It's like it's a Le Mans... Like here, here's a photo. Oh, okay. So well, like I, a low, I, it's a prototype car. Okay. So it's basically, if you know Le Mans, they, they look like they've got, you know, jet cockpit sitting in the middle of these, I guess they're mid-engine cars, and there's usually a long tail for aero, and you've got the uh, full fenders over all the wheels and lights so they can run 24 hours, and they're pretty badass. I mean, just unbelievable technology. That's, that's where they test all of the, like, future technology where I believe in Le Mans, that's an open class, right? So it's, it's anything you want it to be. Um, there's some rules, but they're, they're pretty loose. Yeah. I mean, that's why they call it, that's why that's the prototype class. So this is going to be not, obviously we don't have the budget for like a full on, you know, like factory LMP effort. So this, uh, these cars are made, the car we want to use is made by, um, Superlight, and it's called the Superlight Arrow. You can look them up. They're pretty cool, but it's, 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 a. Uh, it, I mean, it looks like a, Oh, that's cool. Fighter jet cockpit with... Yeah. I'll show yeah, this the lightning here. Let me stretch over here and take a there look you go. at it. Oh, damn. Look how low to the ground that but thing is. But it looks is. small. Like it um, It looks, a, looks kind of like a miniature version. It's about the same size as an LMP2. I don't think that you could put a credit card between the bodywork yeah, and the ground. Yeah, the ground. It's amazing. Yeah. Look how low that body no. is. Holy crap. That's awesome. So that's part, part of the development there will be, you know, we have to raise it up a couple inches just to be able to, to run it at Pikes Peak. But so we're, we're trying to bring the, the, I'd really like to bring the diesel time into the nines. That's, I mean, what kind of speed, what's your percentage difference? Like what was your average speed on the course at 11 seconds versus what it would have to be at nine seconds? I have no idea. I don't, I don't look at, I I look at the gauges when they flash red. (laughs) (laughs) All of it. Now, are Otherwise, you going? Well, that's an interesting one. Are you like most race car drivers are looking at the tack, right? They're not looking at the speed. Is that how you drive? You're most of them don't even have uh, speedometers. Tax and tax and tax and my butt and my ears. Gotcha. Oh, so you're not playing the radio at eleven or something like that? Mm-mm. No. Or when I hear the when I hear the engine bumble because it's on its rev limiter, that's when I shift. <laughs> There's no shift light. It's just a, a shift feel. 
Yeah, basically. Everything's by feel. And so what's the when do you start developing this this car? Um, as soon as possible. So we're still working on the program. So hopefully soon, because I'd like to I'd like to have it ready for uh, you know mid year testing and then you know completely ready and you know ready for the mountain. It sounds like you're ready, Scott, for uh, a more formal sponsor, a Coke, a Monster, a Castrol, something like a bank. that. A bank. A bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a no, very I, no, large bank. No joke, though. Like, do you have someone working for you, hustling, shaking the trees, the money trees? Like, you are at no, that I'm, point now. I am my own PR guy, and I have But a you really run a awesome... garage. That's why he's on this show. I didn't have to go through a PR agency. I just texted him. <laughs> right. Dude, come on. <laughs> That'll change He's next like, time. yeah, I'm bored on a Thursday night. Sure. I got nothing better to do. Right. No, um, like I said, I work with I work with Fast right now, and they are awesome. I mean, I, there's no way I could compete at the level I compete at without, you know, title partners like them. So. All right. Well, we know uh, we we got to keep our eyes on your uh, your socials because you're going to be well. Are, is this this program with the eco diesel? Is it going to be public or are you going to keep it under wraps? Like, are you going to put it on your Instagram and YouTube, et cetera? I'll I'll have it on blast. Okay. I figure since I got a target on my back, I might as well raise a bar. Yeah, I like that attitude. I want I want to see who's coming for him now because you know there's somebody going. Oh, that beat old f1 did that i can have my shiny bavarian whatever and take it back right i, I want to see well let me ask you this so scott you're out there i mean you're a one-man show you're coming out of chuckles garage santa rosa california you're not like some multi-millionaire uh some some investment banker that just wants to go racing and, and beat a record are you're out on the hill are you up against you're looking at the crowd right are you looking at like when you go to a, a great example you go out to shift sector right in a couple months and you do your standing half mile you're going to be out there with the dudes that have the Ferrari hats on, that have a trailer that they bring out the Gallardo or the the twin turbo Gallardo and Huracans in Europe. Those are the guys that you're competing against. Yes, there's some young guys who saved every penny for a Corvette or a, a GTR Nismo, whatever. But there's the Ferrari douchebags out there, right? Were those guys oh. out there at? Uh, are they out there at Pikes Peak? Are you are you competing? Do you look around going, how am I going to win against the dude that? Or like, are those runs? guys like standing mile guys, and they don't do the craziness of the hills? Because I, it's... I don't know. I'm just curious what it looks like on the hill, and is he comparing himself to dudes that could buy him ten times over, but he can smoke them? So, this year my competition was three Teslas and a TDI Beetle. Which I only beat by one second. Gee, that's narrow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now the Teslas, yeah. we should back. So the Teslas weren't they part of like um, the Tesla? There was a an, an, a company that does Tesla Performance, right, or body work mm -hmm. or something like that. Right. I think they do Tesla Performance. Okay. But I, I'm not. I don't know if they had factory backing or not. I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about electric cars up on Pikes Peak because they don't have to. They don't have to deal with the same challenges a gas car does. I mean, it makes the same power on the bottom as it does on the top. Yeah, it sort um, of takes some of the fun and challenge out of it. Well, here's where I see it not being as challenging because the microprocessors, the computers on board, know exactly to the microsecond when a, a tire is breaking loose. Mm -hmm. So yeah. unless they're trying— I mean, they're they're basically RC cars. I mean, they're but with like crazy amounts of traction aids and all that good stuff. Yeah, it just it's sort of to, for me. It's like the off-road guys who are doing trails on like forty twos. Now turn off like, all the turn off all the nannies and the traction controls. Now you got a race. Well, now, now for sure, and that's what I say. Is like it's it's sort of 
you know, it's like for me, off-roading with a stick. It's just I enjoy the challenge of picking a line. I just, you know, the point-and-shoot stuff that's coming out because of electrics and computers and traction control are starting to take a little bit of that fun away and that challenge to me. Will there be a time that you sit in a, in a Tesla or in a, in a new electric vehicle, you strap yourself in, and you don't touch the wheel, and you go, Tesla, take me to the top, win the trophy, and it just does it? Like, <laughs> God, I hope not. That'll suck. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a motorsports purist. Like I don't, I don't like traction aids. You know, Smokey has no aids whatsoever. There's no ABS. There's no traction aids. No, no yaw control. Zero. It's just my steering wheel and my feet. Scott, when are you going to take the uh, the nuke van up Pikes Peak? Wait, what's, what's <laughs> wait, 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 what's the what's the nuke van? The raddest thing ever made. What are you? Ta- wait, I was just on a social. Hold on a second. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not showing you. Yeah, show no. me. No, well, I'm creeping no, over here. The, well, nu- hold on. the nuke van. By the way, look at the license plate. What? It says we're out. <laughs> that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. So, what the hell? So it's a uh, it's like a bread van thing, and, and according to your social, it, the, the rig was built for the uh, state of California's Department of Civil Defense during the Cold War as a fast response vehicle in case of nuclear war. It was fitted with lead-lined walls and various testing apparatus, including Geiger counters, and was purchased as surplus in the late 60s and used as a mobile recording studio for a few years until eventually being abandoned. And then uh, Scott got it, and it says, fast forward to three years ago where I did a complete drivetrain swap, a mild 5.9 Cummins 12-valve, NV4500 trans, fast fuel system lift pump, dynamite diesel injectors, a divorced NP205 transfer case, high pinion Dana 60 front axle, and a Dana 90 rear axle. Yeah, buddy. I'm basically saying either you take this up Pike's Peak or you give it to us for a podcast studio. Well, did you remove the lead? <laughs> yeah, the lead's long gone. Okay. Oh, that thing it's, is so it's got, cool. It's got like a, it's got a pretty bougie interior in it. It's got, you know, cedar walls and queen bed and bamboo floors and all that stuff. What so. year is it? It's a 1953. That's oh, so, that is so, so rad. Cool. How'd you find that? Um, so I built it for a client three years ago and then bought it from him. It's it's literally a relic from the Cold War. What's the plan with it? I just just you just wanted it. I mean, I took I took my kid to school to take her homework in yesterday with it. <laughs> and was she embarrassed or stoked? Oh, she's pumped. Oh, okay. You know, the so the, the lady teachers that were out front were like looking at me like I was freaking Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, because come, they, they thought it would say free candy on the side of it or something. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that thing? You know, sitting there clanking away, making all these 12 valve <laughs> diesel noises. And, <laughs> oh, and then, man. you know, her um, principal is a, he's, he's a gearhead. He's got a uh, De Tomaso Pantera. Oh, and, nice. Uh, oh, it's a nice one, too. And he comes out. He's like, "This thing is cool." <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, dude, getting validation awesome. for the principle. Yeah. All right. So if you want to go check it out, it's uh, at Chuckles Garage on Instagram, and then you definitely want to go to the Chuckles Garage YouTube page where you can watch the whole eleven minutes of uh, awesomeness of the full run up Pikes Peak. Which, and I love where the camera is because the cameras. There's no hood on this, right? And it's just got a turbo with a, uh, you know, an exhaust. Two uh, turbos. Well, right. But in the camera, you see the exhaust tip, and just the very tip of it's blue. And every once in a while, belches out a little bit of haze, and the and the and there's a little bit of yaw as the thing goes sideways around corners. I mean, if you want to sit there and basically watch truck porn for 11 minutes, dude, this, this is the video <laughs> to do because you'll you're it's riveting. And, and you hear about Pike's Peak, but until you watch a run like this, 
where you're experiencing it as if you were sitting on the dashboard. It's pretty it's pretty incredible. Hey, so um, on a lot of the runs, Scott, there's a helicopter over your head. I can tell because I can see the shadow quite often in that in that YouTube video. Where's that footage? That's coming out. Toyo is currently producing the uh, video for that. So if you keep an eye on the Toyo YouTube page, they will have uh, the full run up. Nope. I'm calling Stan and yep. Julie over there. I was going to say Stan and Julie. Copy. Right? Yep. <laughs> I know. I was just mo- I was just mooching a set of tires off Stan today for the uh, nuke fans. Huh, so that, that's kind of funny because uh, so was Jay. That's it. You have no idea how true that was. I talked to Stan today working on a project. Now, have you ever called Stan Lightning and not asked for tires? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact. And that was to ask when the new tires were coming out? No. So that you could ask then? No, no, no. You gotta, I, I host an you event gotta pre-plan this stuff. You gotta call and schmooze a couple times before you hit them for free stuff. Yeah, yeah you, dude. I host yeah. a motorcycle event for them and I do stuff for, for, <laughs> for Toyo whenever they call me. Yeah, but their tires are way better than your hosting. Hey, F you. That you have to do like three events to get a set of tires out of stand. I have to do six. Meanwhile, I call <laughs> Julie and I can get tires anytime. Okay, well. <laughs> touche. Okay, by the way. Man, you guys, you guys are rough to each other. Oh, yeah. that's how we roll. That happens. By the way, their new AT Pretty dope. Yeah. We're putting a set of them on a Land Cruiser 80 series. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I got the I got the MTs for the new fan. Oh yeah, the MTs are sick. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. By the way, one of the roundest, truest MTs out there. I have seen Toyo 37 inch MTs go on a wheel with less than an ounce of weight. Mm -hmm. Uh you probably saw that on my truck. There was so little weight on those. Yeah, uh, it's amazing how how true their American Force wheels. Yep. And almost no weight in the tires. Uh quiet, rides great. Great off-road. I know this isn't a Toyo commercial, but it feels they, like a great, it, yeah. they do Stan, a great Stan, tire. Julie, where's her check? Yeah, right? Oh, don't yeah. worry. I'll be sending her out. <laughs> I'll exactly. send her a link to this episode. All right. If you want to hear the first time that Scott was on the uh, Truck Show podcast to talk about Old Smokey, his F1 that is now a record holder, go back to episode 111, and uh, you'll be able to, uh, to hear March 1st of 2020. Okay. You'll be able to hear all about the truck. So if you're curious to know more, that uh, that episode, I think, it's probably better than this one. It, 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 it might, might be. Yeah. yeah, it might be. <laughs> well, listen, you Scott. Know, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a little slighted by that because I feel like I was on my A game tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah but, but one against two really bad people, you just can't, you're just not good enough to bring <laughs> us up, Scott. <laughs> We're dragging yeah, you, you down. You killing me. <laughs> well, congratulations. Honestly, that's a, it's a freaking feat, and we know you're uh, – you had a lot invested in it, uh, mentally, spiritually, like it's relationships. Just, yeah, with engine fairies. I can only imagine everyone at Chuckles Garage is like, seriously, come on, win this thing already. Yeah, w- when you went back to work on uh, Monday morning, were I, well, first of all, were all the guys like out there with you, or did you show up and they're like, yeah, great job this weekend. Uh, hey, can you get Bob's uh, truck over here fixed? Actually, I only have. Uh, it's just me and another, me and well, me and two guys at the shop. Nobody really worked till yesterday, so oh, okay. okay. Well, <laughs> so that. ain't nothing getting done. <laughs> so like all the all the all the uh, glitz and glam was gone. They're just like, hey, good job on the ro- good job on the record. And I was like, cool, cool, man. Get right, back to get work. Back to work. Yeah. yeah. Did you clock cool. in? Hey, let's uh, make some money. So uh, if somebody wanted to come to Chuckles Garage for uh, some work on their vehicle, he would tell them to leave. I don't think a businessman would say leave. He's got no. That we asked him the same question on episode one eleven, and he goes, "I think if it got better." And he's like, "Unless you got a lot of cash or project I want to okay, work well on, then- kick rocks, buddy." That's what he said. <laughs> he said, "Kick rocks and get out of my shop, you young whippersnapper." I think I think it was a little more diplomatic than that. Yeah, we, we are we're we're booked out a solid year right now. So See? I'm just seeing if it it got better or worse. That's all. 
Uh, last mm. time it was two years. Now it's just a year. Oh, so he's doing. He's good. carved a year off. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I might have been. I might have been embellishing a little bit at two years. Okay. Well, so is uh, lightning. <laughs> <laughs> all Honestly, right. Congratulations, Scott Birdsall, Chuckles Garage. Uh, you have to go to his YouTube page and check it out because that full run is is epic. And make sure you do it on something with really loud speakers so you get the full effect. All right, we've said it 80 times already. Congratulations, Scott. We love it. We're going to check in on your socials, and we can't wait till the Toyo video comes out so we can see the bird's eye view of your truck hauling ass around the 156 uh, turns. I like the bird's all view from bird's inside all. the truck myself. Oh, good call, good call. Thank you. Yes. There you go. I like that. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> all right, brother. We appreciate it. And uh, anytime you want to come on and uh, tell us tales of driving a 1,500-horsepower uh, Cummins 49 F1, yeah. you're welcome back anytime. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Later. All right, later. Holman, do you feel like you're a giant like balloon just ready to pop? Because there's there's so much truck news stuffed inside of that body. You know the only way I can get it out? What's new in trucks? What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! Well, that was good. It was loud. It was loud. I don't know if it was great. Well, after we were done, you could hear the uh, your air conditioner blower thingy over in the corner. Yeah, so. It echoed inside the fan blades. Yeah, it was good. That was cool. We had some good reverberation. What you got? Man, there's so much stuff going on. Yeah, there's a bunch going on. Uh, how about I uh, play this little clip for you and okay. see, uh, see what you think about this. Oh my god. That's that's a Hemi, isn't it? Oh yeah. It, oh, is that a Jeep? Did you drive the new Hemi Jeep? The 392 concept. Tell me more about that. All right, so uh, I had an opportunity to go out to a undisclosed location and actually drive the 392 concept. Where were you exactly? Uh, undisclosed location, but nice try. So what, like what freeway intersection? Uh, not not going to give that up. I was in California, though. I did it right before the show. Mountains, desert. Nobody has gotten a chance to drive this thing, mm-hmm. and a small group was assembled, and uh, I'm going to try and get this out to you before anyone else does. Those big hangars in uh, Irvine, California, where they used to keep the uh, dirigibles. No, not even close. All right, so here I am uh, driving the 392 concept, which is pretty awesome. Has the uh, Hemi in it. If you guys remember, it's the uh, granite crystal metallic concept with the red interior that hints at a uh, possibly, potentially coming uh, V8 power Wrangler from the factory. And uh, yeah, so I'm getting a chance to drive it. The base note on that thing Pretty is awesome. crazy. Oh yeah, the whole Sounds time. Sounds good, that's for sure. Just rattled your insides. This is uh, 450 uh, pound-feet of torque. This also has uh, half-doors on it too, which is uh, super cool, because I know everybody's been waiting for half-doors. Although these half-doors don't have the uh, hole cut out in the uh, middle of them, like the uh, previous versions that we've seen. All right, let's see uh, what this thing is like. It's got the phone on the dash. Tell me you're going to rump on it. Hopefully it doesn't uh, I mean, just, fall over when we accelerate. Just listen. Okay. Making my safe legal turn. Back in here. Yep. 
this where you romp on it? Oh yeah. That's crazy from a Jeep. Oh, this yeah, sounds so awesome. Pretty cool. Shift's nice. This one's got 37s on it. Handles just like a, uh, a Wrangler. Of course, I'm holding the phone up here to keep it from uh, flopping over. I mean, come on, a V8 with 450 horsepower? Yeah. It, it I'm was in, rad. I'm in, and so are thousands of people. All right, let me, uh, I'm going to fast forward the video. You can watch the whole thing uh, at Sean P. Holman on my Instagram TV feed. But let me get to the juicy bits. Coming for a quick U turn. Make sure it's safe. All right, here we go. If you were curious about what the acceleration is like in this thing, here we go. It almost, almost got a little burp there, you know? Right. That was like three-quarter throttle, and that is to the speed limit. And we'll just leave it at that. So. <laughs> no! Super impressive. No! Why'd Why you stop at the speed limit? Factory V8 Wrangler. And uh, thanks for coming along. Oh, you totally let me down there. That was awesome. Why didn't you get on the highway? Had, no, it was to the, where we were at. There wasn't a freeway nearby. And we were kind of constrained to a certain loop. That's freaking weak sauce. So uh, all I can tell you is that thing. Did you hear how fast that trans shifted? Yeah. I love that. Burp. 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 <laughs> I love that burp. So uh, 450 horsepower, 450 pound-feet of torque from a 6.4, uh, 392 cubic inch Hemi V8. And uh, people keep asking me, is it coming? Uh, I will tell you this. They did not build a concept and then let journalists drive it to not come out with a V8 in the Wrangler. It's going to sell so well. I mean, it's freaking awesome. I wish I could tell you more, but, uh, you know, there's a certain thing that uh, prevents uh, me from doing that. Embargo. All right, well. Uh, you got any other news that you yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's not embargoed? I'm trying to move on here okay. uh, from that before you ask any silly questions. Uh, apparently, our friend Trevor Milton over at Nikola had a coup of sorts this week. Well, I saw him on CNBC. I saw him on uh, Fox Business. Is it weird that I saw him on Fox News? That he shook your hand and you're like, "Oh my God, I've met him." Uh, no, I didn't fanboy out, but uh, I just, you know, what I watched him and I thought, I love the guy for wearing a T-shirt talking about how he's a billionaire and he's, you know, he's now in with GM. But then I thought, 
Well, you, this just, is you part- just sold the headline. We haven't even said what it's about. We just said he had a coup. Well, no, I know you're going to get to it. But on the other hand, I thought he was with Mary Barra on CNBC, who's the CEO, what, CEO of GM. Of GM. Yeah. And she's in a pantsuit and she's looking <laughs> elegant, you know, as the CEO should. And he's should. in a t-shirt? And he's in a Nikola shirt. Ah! And, I'm, and I'm thinking, <laughs> that's why the haters in Silicon Valley hate him. They want a stuffy suit. And they're not getting a stuffy suit. They're getting a dude with an Instagram handle, Lake Powell Trevor. You know what I mean? Who lives on a houseboat <laughs> in Lake Powell. And has a massive ranch in Utah and exactly. flies air planes and is way cooler than us and apparently now way richer than us um so apparently general motors is taking an 11 percent uh, ownership stake of two billion dollars of equity in nikola via uh, common stock and basically uh is they're going to contribute engineering validation homologation and production of both the battery and fuel cell electric versions of the badger GM values this partnership at $4 billion in supply contracts for batteries, fuel cells, and EV credits over the 10-year contract. So, obviously, GM's getting some EV credits out of it. Uh, Nikola's getting the uh, validation and R&D and testing and manufacturing from a top automotive manufacturing yeah, in the world. Yeah, I mean, look, look, we talked about this when we were in Arizona with Trevor. We're like, who's... Yeah. Right. You don't have a stamping And you know plan. this was going on when we were... Of, of it, course. You know, when we were there. Of course. And he said that Nikola interview that we did, that... He did not want to do manufacturing, you know, that they were going to have a partner and that major OEs were knocking on his door asking him. And I, we're thinking, I mean, come on, who? Well, it turns out the biggest, yeah, <laughs> right? Right. Um, so, all right. So GM's going to become Nikola's exclusive supplier of fuel cells globally, save for the class seven, eight semi-tractors they have in- Because uh, that's already handled in UK by a big a big rig manufacturer, correct? Yeah. So they have the uh, deal with Aveco. Um, and then the Brownstown Township plant is operating in conjunction with Honda. Um, so anyway, uh, this deal gives General Motors access to a profitable sector it's not currently engaged in without having to spend extra money. And uh, Nikola gets $4 billion saved in battery and powertrain costs over 10 years because they're going to drop their own line of batteries and fuel cells that they've been working on for the uh, GM, I believe they call it the Ultimum battery technology and the Hydrotech fuel cell. And if you remember the ZH2 uh, military hydrogen ve- uh, vehicle, GM is way down the line on fuel cell technology. So I'm sure it was a really you know good match for the two Aren't companies. Aren't they also going to be making this in the same factory as the new Hummer, the uh, electric Hummer? So I'm not sure if that's true. I think so. I mean, I think that would make sense. I don't think they've named a plant yet. Uh, but Hamtramck will be building the 2022 uh, GMC Hummer EV, so I would imagine they'll mix in Badger there as well. Um, so it's kind of interesting that they're giving up some of their own technology and not going to be developing it and basically going to take and cherry-pick GM's technology. And the other thing is they won't have to uh, construct a new assembly plant for it. And by joining uh, forces with GM on batteries and fuel cells, the two companies instantly get access to each other's economies of scales that would otherwise be unavailable to either. So... Um, I'm just curious. I know a lot of people are haters and are saying, well, it's still vaporware. I mean, this is one of those things. It's kind of like with Amazon and Ford um, investing in Rivian. You now have General Motors investing in Nikola. It just feels that much more real now, right? It's true. It's funny because when I was watching uh, Trevor and Mary on CNBC, it was right after they had announced it. And you know, you could just feel the uh, the reporter, he just wants to like – he wants to bash it, but he can't. And as he's talking to both of them, it's got the stock ticker. Yeah. And it's literally going up. Oh, while they're like while live they're talking in live in real time. And it was up uh Nikola's stock was up fifty-three percent that day. 
and it was climbing yeah. during this interview. It was so badass. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and you're I'm thinking, just, I'm so late. Oh, my God. We were so <laughs> late. Dude, so late. you know, when we were in Phoenix, I, I know I've said this before in the podcast, but I feel like such a tool. When you and I were in Phoenix. Yeah, pre-IPO. Pre-IPO. We could have gotten in cheap. Goes on sale. Even yeah. if we hadn't, even yeah. if Trevor said, screw you guys, yeah. I can't give you an in on the yeah. IPO, I can get you- or, A t-shirt. I, well, no, no. You just buy it on your own. So we could have bought it on our own for, yeah. I think one of us for like 20 bucks. I know. And it shot up to 60. I just don't have that extra money It fell money down right to 40. Now. And know. now it's going to hover around 50. Yeah. Like you and I would have like more than doubled our money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I we would have stayed in it longer than right now yeah, though. Oh my God. All right. Well, uh, do customers lose anything in this deal? I know that- uh, a while back, I believe last November, Nikola made headlines by saying that they were working on a novel battery cell technology that boasted double the energy density and 40% of the weight and half the cost of uh, the lithium ion cells being used by Tesla. They didn't divulge the science, but apparently he said that uh, their engineers would share their research with GM's battery experts to explore whether the technology can benefit the Ultim pack with, uh, with GM. And uh, now that you know, drivetrain and all that's figured out, and you're with a world-class manufacturing partner. Does this mean a delay for the Badger in 2021, or will it be on track? So I'm guessing production will probably be like 2022. No, I bet they're fast-tracking. It's going to go into production end of no, next year. I, because they're I not going to be able to move as fast. They're with a giant corporation now that has a lot of internal guidelines and uh, uh, durability testing and you know all that kind of okay, stuff. So depending right, on how okay. far along they are, I think you're probably a couple years out. That would be my guess. Well, dude, he's going to debut it next month. We're supposed to go see it. I mean, it would be great. I, I'm, I'm hoping that still uh, stands. He said it on TV. To he us? Called, he said on TV? No, he said it Lightning on- Lightning Holman, come on down? Said, CNBC, he said it, you know, that they that was still the plan. And he we have a standing invite unless he's going to cancel on us, which, I mean, it's us. So uh, right. Knows, I, right. I pretty much am uh, I'm going to expect that. All right. Well, uh, moving right along to GM's crosstown rival. The embargo is breaking as you are listening to this episode. Embargo. Uh, the Ford Ranger for 2021. Tell me more. Goes beyond the FX4 off-road package. To the with, FX5? With the Ford Ranger Tremor. Uh, oh, what? You know the Super Duty Tremor? Yeah. Well, they're doing that to the Ranger. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Uh, so this will be the most off-road ready factory-built Ranger ever offered in the U.S., adding a new level of all-terrain capability without sacrificing drivability, payload, or towing. The Ranger Tremor will feature a lifted suspension with off-road tuned Fox 2.0 monotube dampers and rear piggyback reservoirs, specially tuned front coilovers and rear leaf springs, 32-inch general grabber tires, and six-switch auxiliary power pack to manage accessories including winches, light bars, and air compressors. And thanks to its general grabber tires and new wheel lips, the Ranger Tremor has a one-inch wider stance featuring magnetic painted wheels, hoop-style steps, rear recovery hooks, painted grille, and optional hood and body graphics, plus package-exclusive seats with Miko suede inserts and black interior accents. What's a magnetic painted wheel? That's the color. Oh, it's like see. a charcoal color, which is funny that it's on the F-150, which is all aluminum, because they call it magnetic, and of course it's not a magnetic metal that it's been applied to. Right. It's just, there's I was like so some irony super in confused. There. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, the the Tremor has a lifted suspension, redesigned front knuckles, and with the 32-inch Continental, nope, it's not Continental, and with the 32-inch General Grabber ATX all-terrain tires, it'll deliver 9.7 inches of ground clearance, which is... Almost an inch more than the Base Ranger Super Crew 4x4. So pretty good for a midsize truck. Still short of where Raptor is. 
uh, but uh, includes a 30.9 degree approach angle, up 2.2 degrees from the base 4x4, 25.5 departure angle, which is up 0.1 degrees, and a, so basically they're leveling it out, right? And uh, a 24.2 degree breakover angle, up 2.7 degrees over the base 4x4, and the uh, front suspension travel increases to 6.5 inches, rear suspension travel increases to 8.1 inches, and this means a little bit more uh, confidence for uh, going deeper off-road. So pretty exciting to uh, see the uh, the Ranger Tremor. And all you overlanders will be happy because uh, you'll still have a 1,430-pound maximum payload and an available 7,500-pound maximum tow capacity. So you'll be able to load up with all that gear and uh, head off into the woods. It's still a, it's a fair amount for a truck that size. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's solid. It's healthy, yeah. Yeah, so you can get the Trevor package on the uh, mid-level XLT in the high-level Lariat Series. $35,000. Uh, Twenty twenty-one Ranger trucks with Super Crew 4x4 configuration only. Package pricing adds? It adds six grand. $4,290. Oh, nice. I mean, that's not bad. No, that's reasonable. I mean, you're, you're getting a good-looking truck. You're getting bigger tires. And I get that cool Tremor sticker, too. And you get the cool Tremor sticker. Yep. All right, Holman, thank you for that. Appreciate the news, as always. Uh, I feel like uh, it's been in a minute since we've covered an event. Where is that? I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. So as we said before, I was at Daytona Truck Meet at Daytona International Speedway. Uh, Jordan and his team, they take over, uh, and that's Jordan. He's a how, frequent guest on our show. How long were you there for? I was there for Thursday through Sunday. And how much of that time did you spend in prison? Uh, zero days. Oh, good job. Yeah. Good yeah, job. Yeah. Good. I, w- I was there with my son. And so I, you know, we, we played it cool. You know what I mean? We weren't uh, throwing beads out on the, on the beach and all that stuff. Showing our, you know, showing our chest. Or were you? <laughs> no. How many beads did you guys come back with? Uh, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I, that is the one thing that I was really bummed out I didn't get to do. Uh, because unlike the shows, and we've talked about this before, where in California and other, and other places on the West Coast, because of laws and, and, and lawyers. Lawyers. You park your truck at a truck show and you're not allowed to even start it, let alone move it. But in Texas and East, you go to the That's show. Part of the show. You get to start it and drive it around and go to the beach parade and cruise it and, it and yeah. then parade it and come back and park and do it over and over again throughout the whole weekend. So what I missed is the opportunity to go down to the sand because in California, you drive on the beach, you get arrested, you go to jail. So you didn't go to the beach? I did not. Well, I went to the beach and I ate. Did but you I, get a golf cart? No. What? He didn't have a golf cart for you? That's the sore subject. Wait. How did? What do you mean? No, I'm not going if there's no golf cart. That place it's is a sore huge. subject. So what happened? So we fly in Thursday afternoon. Uh, we uh, hung out with uh, our uh, Jimmy, our uh, our Voyager driver. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So and he's all uh, yeah, super nice guy. And uh, we went down and we ate at the ocean deck. Okay. And uh, you know some, uh, some loudmouth drunks sitting next to us. So that was fun. It was cool. Checking out the beach. Went back. Hung out at the hotel. Do that thing. Woke up Friday morning. My kid has uh, it's COVID, so he has to do uh, virtual school, learning. Virtual, virtual learning over Zoom. So he's going to hang out at the hotel, and I'm going to walk across the street. I'm going to go see some of the show. So I walk across. It turns out uh, I can't get in. Jordan can't get me in Ooh. because the show's in progress. Wait, what? Yeah, Friday show's in progress. So I dropped my thirty bucks. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't thirty. It was thirty-three dollars. Dropped my thirty-three dollars. Back up. What do you mean you can't get in? How can the show promoter? Not get you into his own show. I'm telling you yes. that I called him 
Yes. And I'm outside, and he's inside the track. Yes. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm cruising in. Uh, do you have any passes? And he goes, nah, to, to, to get you in, you need to come in with us in the morning at 6.30 a.m. And I go- That didn't happen last year. Okay, well, I don't want to sound like a cheapskate, and I want to go say hi to him. So I drop my 33 bucks, and I pay the- All right, Jordan, I'm in. telling you right now, I'm not paying 33 bucks to fly all the way out there to see your show. He put me in a hotel room, so well, that pro- was we super appreciate nice. That. I mean, I'm super stoked on that, right? We're well, right across the well, street. Well, come so, on. The whole reason you're there is the show. He should have let you in. I, so I walked over and I paid okay, my money all right, let me ask this. Yeah? Did you have a golf cart? Nope. Okay, so Jordan dangles the carrot. You go for it, and then you are in a hole. So I go in there, and I walk around, and I do my thing, and I talk to some people Friday, enjoy the day. And it's hot. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. I feel bad because my, my kid is over there. I, and I'm leaving. I go, hey, I'm going to come back in the morning. I'll see you. We'll meet up, whatever, early in the morning. We'll come with you. And he goes, it, but it's very important because my kid's 15. He's just learning how to drive. It'd be really a treat for him to be able to cruise on the golf cart with me, right? I want to give him some seat time. And I think this is the middle of Daytona Speedway. We can go out, to, you know, to yeah, the that one might corner. be pushing it a little bit. It might, might, he might have an agreement where 18 and over drivers or 21 and over drivers. I get that. That's fine. You're pushing it on that point. So he, but he he can say, I can't have that, Jay. Yeah, you can just drive. Okay, I'm totally cool with that. All right, and my kid would have. He just, said that my kid would have a ball. Jordan just, told you, sorry, uh, he can't drive, but you can, and then gave you a golf cart. No, that didn't happen. Wha- I walked out. I went across Jordan. the street to a hotel. I ate, went to sleep, came back. Uh, you need to boo. The- you need to do the boo sound right now. I'm very disappointed in Jordan. Friday morning, 6.30, in the lobby, we meet, we hop in Jordan's truck, he takes us over, we get in there, we start walking- And he walking refunded the, you the $33. We start, we start walking in, no, we start walking in the show, or uh-huh. I'm walking around, and I go, can we get a golf cart, please? It's just hot and muggy, and I, it's, we need a breeze, yeah. and I just, I'm bougie, dude. I got I'm it. old I got and I'm bougie. I, I'm demanding the golf cart for you. Now, what happened? And Why so couldn't you get a- And so he goes to check in the golf carts and says, well, yesterday- Two of the drive belts in two of the two of the golf carts broke. We don't have any spares. And I go, usually when that happens, they'll flatbed you out a new one. Right. And so he says, oh, we, you know, we called. Yeah. Calls to get a golf cart. Yeah. It's now Saturday afternoon, and it's 2 o'clock. My, my kid has done all the skateboarding he can in the middle of the, the show, and uh-huh. I've interviewed the people that I want to interview and talk to, uh-huh. and I'm like, no golf cart. And we just bailed so, and walked across the street and so we Sunday, went to the swimming pool. Sunday, you had a golf cart. Sunday, um, I asked Jordan to you know let me know if he was going to get a golf cart. Okay. I didn't hear, so we didn't go to the show Sunday. Oh. So on Sunday, <laughs> we uh, we slept in. <laughs> we slept in. Wait, hold on. We watched hold Netflix. On. You flew across the country. I just I just want to get this this right. You flew across the country to see your good friend Jordan, who says he loves you, and says I you got to be at my show. Because you're awesome, and you've done a lot for me, and I've done a lot for you, and it's it's symbiotic, and it's great. And um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, invite you in, but I'm not going to give you passes, so you have to pay. And sorry, you're out of luck on a golf cart. You have to walk. And then you were so fed up, you didn't even go the last day. I mean, that might have been the case. Can I ask you one more question? Was there a Truck Show Podcast Award to hand out that day? I'm not aware of one. He didn't ask me to stick around to, to give one out. Did you stand on stage and throw T-shirts like we did last year? No. 
I am so glad I didn't go. That sounds like a horrible weekend. So I don't know if the dynamic had changed because I took my kid, and that would be fair if it okay. did. I totally understand if he's like, I don't want any baggage. Like, I totally get that. Yeah, right? I mean, I totally, that, you're, no you're, you're asking a lot bringing your kid, so I get that. Yeah. But, but I wasn't there, so he could have just been me for all intents and purposes. I don't know if the dynamic would have changed had you been there. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, Jordan, I love you. But if you want me to go to Daytona Truck Meet next year, there better be a golf cart, and I ain't paying at the gate. I don't think – if you have bubble gum yeah. and you're enjoying the bubble gum, yeah. it's hubba bubba. It's really juicy. Yeah, good. It's really Good, good bubbles. Oh, yeah. It's the really flavor good. stays for a really long time. And, and you ate the last piece. Yeah. And your buddy is standing right next to you. He's like, do you have any more? And you go, no. And the look on your face, the enjoyment, but you don't realize how – Badly, your buddy wants a piece of bubble gum, bubble gum. but you're just like, it, it's not computing to you how desperately your buddy, now your buddy yeah. wants it so bad he's just got to walk away because he doesn't want to be around and have any negativity. Right, and he doesn't want to see everybody else who has bubble gum because apparently there's more bubble gum out there and everybody's chewing it and you feel left out because there wasn't even half a piece of He didn't even offer to rip half out of his mouth and hand it to you. That's That's what happened. And I feel like such a douche even talking about this because it's a freaking golf cart. Uh, makes a big difference, dude. But Half I, of our fun last year was on the golf cart. But I did fly across the country <laughs> for one. Yeah. Well, and okay. I see, now right. everyone's listening going, you can go to any golf course and get whatever, a golf cart. Whatever. Like, whatever. I, hold on. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Did you hang out with him and did he buy you dinner? Uh, we hung out a little bit at the show, but he was very stressed. And busy. Rightfully I get it. So, I get absolutely. It. I get it. Yep. Did he, after the show, take you on by your dinner? So, because of COVID, yeah. they weren't doing any restaurant things, so they had oh. the lobby of the hotel catered. Okay. The problem Were is- Were you invited to that? I was. Okay. I absolutely well, was. Cool. Absolutely. And the problem is, is that when I walk back, my kid's on a slightly different schedule. He was starving, so we went over to Rock Bottom, great restaurant, uh-huh. right next door. Yep. We ate- I, as soon as I got back to the room, I get a text from Jordan. Food downstairs come down. I'm like, I already ate. And I got yeah, my kid. Yeah, you, you do so, get weird like that. So, That's true. Uh, so I, I think I screwed up some of this because I brought my kid. Uh-huh. Um, so I totally take that on. I'd be an idiot to say. All right. That, right listen, but, I, I get that part. That's all good. The, uh, the paying at the gate really sucks, especially if you didn't know that you had to be there with them and not getting the golf cart sucks. I would have been pretty bummed out about that, to be honest. I can tell by the look on your face that you're still bummed out about that. Like I you told- feel, see, like you need to get this out because it needs you need to not carry it with you. But at the same time, you feel like a giant d bag, not the decked one, but like a right. regular yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you're even talking about it because you like Jordan and you don't want to dime him off. So pre Madonna for me to be saying this no, out loud. No, that's part of the deal. It's like, dude, I'm coming across the country. I've got things going on. I'm making time for you. Love you. Love your show. Want to help you I promote it? I took off work two I, days. I know. You know how much heat I get when oh, I bail. Oh, I know. Yep. Hey, hell of an update! <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any interviews that might save this experience? Because By the way, I, feel like- I, I did get this drop from Jordan. My brain is malfunctioning. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah, we can yep, use that yep, one a lot. Well, you know what? Let's listen in to the man himself from his golf cart. Mr. Jordan Mulbauer. Oh my God, this is a, you're a sight for sore eyes, I gotta say, man. <laughs> Even with that, that beautiful mask you got right there. I yeah, can see my, it. 
I could see your smile even with the mask on. <laughs> oh yeah, now so for those people, of course you can't see it, I am wearing a mask with my own face printed on the mask. It's kind of uh, bizarre and unnerving. Yep, very true, very true. And I'm smiling under uh, on the mask, but I'm uh, frowning under it. I guess that's a good thing, you know, you never know how people are feeling about the event. Even though we're all wearing masks, you never know if we're happy or uh, sad, but I, I, I would imagine everybody's pretty happy right now. I gotta say though that, Jordan, you are the gift that keeps on giving. You're Santa Claus, I've said that before, <laughs> because whenever I'm around you, there's trucks. Yep, yep, I am the truck giver. <laughs> You're the truck giver. I'm the truck receiver. That's I mean, really? Santa Claus didn't sound like he got a whole lot of gifts on this Christmas. This is before he said no. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, pre... Pre-disappointment? Pre-disappointment. So, this, so basically, <laughs> this is you... It's Christmas Eve, right? This and, is before I find out I don't get gifts Well, what I was going to say, this is Christmas Eve. Yeah. You went to bed. You left out the cookies. Everything was perfect. You woke up in the morning... And there were a thousand presents, and the tree was extra sparkly, and the the house smelled of warm uh, cinnamon apples. You and, know what it is? And and hold on, yeah. And uh, the cookies are off the plate, and you're sitting there with all of your brothers and sisters, and mom keeps handing out present after present after present, and you are the one kid they forgot this year. Tell me about. Uh, I just arrived here on site at uh, Daytona Truck Meet 2020. The, uh, the weather is hot and muggy, but there are no raindrops, and the crowd is coming out in force. Yep, no raindrops yet, thank the Lord. So, hey, we're doing all right. Yeah, it's hot, but I'd rather it be hot and, uh, you know, sunny than, than rainy and wet. Now, this is Friday, of course. We're just getting the uh, weekend started. I'm going to say you've got... 1,500 trucks so far, 2,000 trucks, something like that? Yeah, we've got over uh, 2,500 or 3,000 trucks fully registered, but uh, yeah, right now I'd say we got at least 1,500 to 2,000 trucks in the show, uh, and that includes semis, custom trucks, all of it. Now, what is up, I think I noticed it a little bit last year, but this year it's very evident. It's the Super Duty Nation out here. Why? What? What's going on there? They're just so customizable. I mean, okay, so first off, when you have a Super Duty, you've got the straight axle. That's huge when you when you want to do big lifts, because having to convert any of that to like from a IFS to you know axle, it's just it's way more difficult, way more money. So cheaper option, you go with the Ford. You wouldn't know anything about that with your lifted GM Dually, would you? What are you talking about? <laughs> Solid axle on the front. You can go up way up on the front. I mean, obviously we're seeing a lot of bow ties, GMCs. We're seeing all kinds of stuff out here. But it does seem like, uh, like now, okay, so these wheels, dude, it looks like a tree frog, you know, <laughs> with, with its legs outstretched. Now, those wheels probably are 18 inches wide, maybe wider. Yep, yep. There's a lot of 16, 18 inch wide wheels. You know, they want to stretch them out as much as they can. Now that goes with the uh, territory of the tires, what they can withstand. So people are trying to uh, stretch them out as much as they can just to make them super wide. What's the widest you've seen out here? What is the single biggest wheel fitment? Can you take me to it? Um, I believe, I mean, 30 by 16s, those are just huge. But I mean, the 18 wides, I don't know if there's a 30 by 18. Holman, 30 by 18 wheels? Yes. <laughs> 30 by 18 wheels. Yes. So your personal favorite, Jordan, so far today, Friday, what is it? Is, do you have a particular uh, a favorite build? Well, I'm always biased to any of the Fords, but there is one build here that I'm like, I'm throwing my name in for, uh, you know, best of show. And it's a, it's a girl, her name's Maddie, and she's got this old Jeep that she's fully customized head to toe. And uh, it's got 
beautiful paint job. You say old Jeep, you're talking like an old JK or? All right, so we'll go see that Jeep in a second here, but I want to yeah. pause really quick here. So right now, um, we're in the middle, in middle of COVID and you're throwing an event. Now there really are no events around the country. There's, you know, a little like makeshift car show here, car show there, you know, and a coffee shop, parking lot, stuff like that. But this mm -hmm. is an official event happening inside, in the middle of Daytona International Speedway. And here you are pulling off what is one of the very few events. Yeah. How were you able to pull this off? And I'm looking around and everyone's wearing masks, yeah. which is, that's a feat in itself. Right, exactly, yeah. Everyone's been pretty positive. You know, people have been dying to get out. So whatever rules they gotta follow to make it happen, it's, it's been it's been a good positive feedback. We've got, we had our COVID guidelines approved from the Speedway to make sure everything was okay. We have, you know, hand sanitizing stations around the whole, whole, whole place. We got the mask, you know, situation going on so we've we've had you know these covid guidelines in place making sure everyone's safe and everyone's been following you know to to an extent you know it's it's difficult when you got personal decisions but you know and some people do have health conditions so i understand but all right let's uh enough about masks i love it let's uh let's keep rolling on in our golf cart i gotta thank you very much because i'm uh, i'm spoiled and we're getting a nice breeze <laughs> in this thing. i always spoil you <laughs> spoiled in the golf cart that you had not as much. Did you ride with him the whole time so that you were in the golf cart? No, we actually made him uncomfortable a couple of times when... Uh, I can totally understand he that. Was, he was hanging out and it was just him running around because he's running a freaking giant show. And he'd be talking to somebody out of his golf cart. And we would just mosey on over there and sit in his golf cart. And then he'd walk back and go, All right, hop out, guys. I gotta go. Oh. Kick this out and would motor. And we're like... This is a big show when you're on the Ooh. foot, dude. <laughs> I mean, he deserves a golf cart. I'm not saying that, but he runs this show. He gets to make the rules. Right. Absolutely. I just think he should and have I thought I am just small potatoes in his world, <laughs> dude. We got a red carpet, three inches thick for you to roll through. <laughs> Let's do it. So, Holman, from there, I hop out of the uh, the golf cart with Jordan, and I find Maddie, who's got this amazing Jeep. So, I'm with Maddie in the Hostel Wheels booth over here. Maddie, tell me about this Jeep. This is psycho. Oh, thank you so much. So, it is a 79 Cherokee Chief. What we did is we cut the top off, and we made it a hardtop removable. Underneath, we have a full laser-cut frame, tropical leaves. Um, the cradles are... CNC plasma cut tropical, of course, to go with it. And then we ended up putting a 5.3 LS in it so that we can, you know. That sounds crazy. That's a lot of work. It was absolutely stunning. And what you don't know is that she ended up winning, I believe, best of show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, okay, so what is the, what is the color here? So this is a turquoise. It actually, the inspiration came from a... I believe it was the Swepline Dodges came factory with a turquoise very similar to this. And then we have the powder coat underneath is a super chrome with trans copper two from prismatic powders over top of that. Tell me about the history of this thing, because it's this is not just something that you decide to do one day. This is a, a, a there's a long plan involved in this, right? I mean, last year we bought it in July, and the one that I originally bought ended up being too far gone, so we took three Jeeps to- Wait, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. This took less than a year to build? We didn't even start working on it, like, in the shop until January, so it's about <laughs> six months. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so we've taken three Jeeps to make this one Jeep. It was just an idea in my head that I wanted to do something surfer, tropical themed. We're from Ohio, so it doesn't really fit in there, but it definitely stands out. I love the beach, so I was like, let's do a beach build, and 
Dalton usually does patinaed builds, so I was like, let's challenge him. He always does diesels, so I was like, okay, we're gonna really challenge him, do paint, and we're gonna do a gas motor. Okay, so tell me about, uh, let's back up a second. So Dude's Fab Shop? Yes. What's Dude's your relationship to, to Dude's? Um, Dalton is my boyfriend. I am pretty hands-on in the company with him, but he does... Dalton owns Dude's? Yep, he okay. owns Dude's Fab Shop. He is the dude behind okay, Dude's the Fab dude. Shop. Yep, so we do full CNC cut custom lifts level. That's going to suck when they break up. <laughs> sure is. That's going to be a rough one. Who gets that sucker? Uh-huh. I think, I think she'd walk with it. Yeah, probably, but uh, you know how those uh, we're not married and building you a truck things go. Would you know? <laughs> he says nothing more. You can think of traction bars. We do full builds. We have currently in the shop, there is a 2020 Denali in the shop right now that he is going to be lifting real far off the ground. It's going to be crazy. Did you draw this out on paper and say, this is what I'm dreaming of? Or let's walk around it. Okay, go right ahead. Um, so last year when we were here, I hadn't the colors in my mind and we couldn't find any build that had them on there. Dalton was against the colors. And I was like, I really want teal and copper. They're complimentary colors on the color wheel. I think they'll look good. And we couldn't find anything like it. So at SEMA this year, this past year, Bug BMX, I don't know if you know who he is, but he has a wrapped Dodge and it is teal and copper. And I'm like, now do you believe me that these colors will look good? And so we ended up going with that. And I always love the idea that Wranglers can be topless. So I was like, is there a chance in heck that we can make this thing go topless, but also keep the top on? So the hard top we do have, it's just not here right now. It wasn't completely finished before we were able to head down here. So that's another cool feature of it. And then, like I said, we had those three Jeeps. We ended up going to get this one that is the body and everything from about an hour away. And the guy had it sitting in his garage for years. He hadn't touched it. The body and it was, was bone stock. Yeah, bone stock. Like they, he had nothing done to it. Now the, the suspension on this thing is out of control. Oh, um, had he, had dudes done anything like this before? Because this is, I mean, the lift has got to be, I don't know, a 24 inch lift, something like that or more? Um, it's actually a little bit bigger than what I was expecting. Cause I was like, I want to be able to, you know, daily this in the summer. I know that's what she said. Hey, no, I was, the, <laughs> I actually wasn't going to say that. Oh, I was just thinking a 24 inch lift. So he actually does do bigger stuff than this. The panel van behind us, he did as well. So this was a little bit smaller than his average, but I think um, the lift ended up being, we've got 14s and 12s for shocks. And then as for the wheels and tires, that's what made it even bigger for us because we did 40s with 26 by 16s. <laughs> so if you were sitting on the asphalt right now, Indian style, the top of your head would not touch the bottom of the truck. No, <laughs> at least I can reach the door handle. On his panel van, I cannot reach the door handle, but barely, I've got a tippy toe to get there. Now on something like this, do you have any idea what monetarily goes into this? Are you talking, is this a hundred grand, $200,000? If someone wanted to buy this from Dude's Fab Shop, of course it's yours, you wouldn't right. sell it, but let's just say someone um, made you an offer. What is this Jeep worth? So personally, our price that we have in it is a little bit different than anybody else because we were able to work with so many amazing sponsors like Hostel, like Brenton Kate Customs, like Woods Rods. Um, I even worked with Seatbelt Planet to get those custom tropical print seatbelts. But it's a little bit different when you're thinking about that. What we have in it isn't necessarily what's actually in it because those sponsors put forth so much for us. Um, we did talk about if I had a number, if I would sell it, it would probably be around 100. Okay. Um, with labor and everything in it and the fact that it is my personal like dream to have this, I would like it to be around 100 if I were to ever get any offers on it. 
Are you gonna take this down to the beach, Daytona, and actually cruise it? Yeah, I actually have already. We took it Monday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we had it there. And so we'll have it there tonight for my photo shoot as well. And I was a little nervous because because of the angles of the drive shafts, we weren't able to get the front drive shaft in because we needed a special CV joint and it has to be like an inch and a quarter longer. And so the one that we got didn't fit and we couldn't have time for the parts. And I was like, dang it, am I gonna get stuck on the beach and just start ripping up my tires? No, but you're gonna float across the sand. I did, I didn't have any problems. I was so excited. I was like, the last thing I want is this big rig to get stuck in the sand and ruin all the hard work. Oh, it looks amazing. All right, we want people to see this on your Instagram. What is it, your Instagram? My Instagram is at Maddie underscore heater, and Dalton's is dude underscore lovejoy. And Maddie is M-A-D-D-I-E underscore heater, H-E-A-T-E-R, correct? Yep. Beautiful. Congratulations. Un-freaking-believable. Thank you so much. It was so good to talk to you. So, uh... A, not good to talk to me. No, it's never good to, for anyone to I'm talk to I'm surprised she spent so much time with you. And then, well, she was captive. She couldn't go anywhere. And then, because uh, she was in the hostel booth and she was kind of being, you know, like an ambassador for Hostel yep. Wheels. Be nice. Uh, so anyway, during that, you were checking out, uh, the best place to see this particular truck is at Daytona Truck Meet. I or failed. at Maddie underscore Heater. Or, or hers, yes. Yeah, exactly. hers has way more pictures. Oh, good. Okay, good. Because um, I was a moron and put it in our stories, which, of course, evaporate in 24 hours. Right. So, um, yeah. Good but job. Uh, what, what, what do you think of this? Jeep. I mean, it's not my style, but it's pretty. Uh, oh, uh, looking at her Instagram, they uh, got engaged while they were down there, so I guess. Oh, no kidding. So they don't have to worry about that whole deal now. Uh, I mean, there is divorce. <laughs> so this truck is definitely familiar. I have seen this on more than one YouTube video. <laughs> Holman, are you familiar with Whistling Diesel on YouTube? Uh, yes. Okay, so I know you hate him. You hate everything. About I don't him. hate everything about him. Where did that come no, from? No, you don't. You don't like. You don't mind people that destroy beautiful trucks. I mean, I think for, it's, for fun and money. I, I he that's his shtick. That's his shtick. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. You spend way more time uh, browsing the YouTube's than I do. So if it weren't for you or the occasional thing that I get sent, I have no idea who these guys are. So here's the deal, real quick. If you followed Whistling Diesel, dude, either lives or owns a farm. Bought a Ford F, think it's a 350, SEMA truck, beautiful build, crazy money. Lit on fire. And destroyed it. Destroyed it. And yep. this is the truck out here, and it was purchased back. The guy who built it bought it back after being destroyed. And Hopefully for a lot less. Than- a lot less, and it's sitting up on a trailer, and I'm like, oh my I God. Mean, that's awesome to and see that it there. It, it's like... Um, it's it's dude it's it's wrecked. Let's check it out. What's your name? My name is Kevin. Kevin, so is the story correct that you recently bought this truck from the from the gentleman that destroyed it? We did. We did. All right, give us the backstory. This is an F250 or F350 in what year? It's in 2017 F350. So originally you built this truck for SEMA or for g- g- give us the backstory originally before uh Whistling Diesel got a hold of it. So originally purchased the vehicle back in 2017. Uh, we had it built right from the uh, factory. Um, before we even seen it, we have it shipped right to New York to any level lift. Uh, any level lift. There. Wait, no I comment. Heard it. I heard it. Okay, I just seen checking. it. You, I seen it. Yeah. yeah I mean, I normally know. you say something. I didn't. I was interviewing. I don't, when when people say it in my face, I don't correct them. I'm not gonna be a douche. After the fact, like, dude, it's not. I seen it. It's don't a, don't do you that. You correct people for Cummings. Well, that's that, that's egregious. <laughs> um, before we even seen it, we have it shipped right to New York to any <laughs> level hurts. lift. Uh, any level lift did their magic and put the lift on it. Um, after that, we picked it up from them, brought it back to our shop, tore it all back down, 
did a full interior, full um, sound system, all the odds and ends, uh, wheels, tires. And you were building this as a show vehicle for Retro Customs, is that correct? Correct, so we built it for our company, which had also debuted at the uh, 2017 SEMA show. SEMA show. And uh, well, What is Retro Customs? So we, um, we fabricate headlights, we started off fabricating headlights. Um, now we do everything, wheels, lift, tires, performance accessories, you name it. We manufacture our own uh, iPad and dash kits that goes in the dash for the Fords. Um, we manufacture conversion harnesses for certain types of lighting. And uh, you know, basically anything, anything you need done to a truck, we can do it. Let's get back to this truck. How do you end up selling it to a YouTuber? How does that go down? And, and when does he start destroying it? And did you cry? So a lot of people don't know that we did not sell it to Whistling Diesel. Um, we do a lot of work for a company called King of Cars in New Jersey. Um, they're a um, uh, like a privately owned um, sell customized vehicles trucks. Um, and he'll send us some trucks for us to fully color match and everything like that. And then we'll send them back up to New Jersey and then he'll sell them. Um, he originally purchased the Whistling Diesel truck um, from us. And then it ended up to where Cody, Whistling Diesel, ended up reaching out to him and purchased it from him. Um, as soon as we found out that uh, he purchased it, you know, he was obviously in contact with me. And, um, you know, we obviously knew what he was going to do to it. Um, did you really? Or did, does he destroy everything? Is that his M.O.? Well, I mean, he said he was going to keep it nice, but it lasted about a week. So that's, <laughs> it seems like how it always goes. So he buys the truck from King of Cars, and you find out, and you're like, oh, man, really? All that hard work is going to go in the you know, it really, uh, it was a lot of hard work and, um, but like I said, we knew what he was going to do with it and um, it, it only helped us, you know, it, it brought us a lot of business. Um, he helped us out a lot. We helped him out a lot. You know, I, I remember when he bought it, he started out at like, I don't even know, like 250,000 followers on Instagram and it literally jumped to like 600 after he had this truck for literally three months. Yeah. And um, so I think that's what got him really uh popular well i mean i mean it's 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 a giant f you to uh to the world you know it's so rebellious it's so punk rock like literally there's no punk rock anymore some rappers are punk rock but like old school 80s punk rock which is f the man i'm gonna destroy society take your rich thing and break it and all that stuff that doesn't really exist anymore and cody is doing that he's saying f the man i'm gonna i'm gonna break stuff for fun you know we haven't seen that since like jackass and in, in that era right yeah. so that's what he's doing and it's really resonating so yeah his yeah. follower count goes through the roof his subscribers go through the roof yeah. and you're the recipient of it are you getting calls at that point like from your customers saying like hey i saw your uh, the f-350 on uh, whistling diesel can you make me something like that or i mean has it turned into some rev revenue for you um, it definitely has. We kind of can't really disperse it as far as who actually comes from that source. Um, but we've had hundreds upon hundreds of people that once we got it back, wanting to buy, wanting to build that exact truck, um, wanting us, wanting to buy parts off the vehicle. People reaching out, wanting to buy the windshield, wanting to buy the grill, <laughs> wanting to buy every part just to have a sentimental value on that vehicle. And um, like I said, after this year, Daytona, we're gonna rebuild it. Um, we got a whole new frame. Um, new bumper, new fenders, and uh, like I said, the cab's pretty good. The motor and transmission we're gonna fully go through and basically swap it on to a whole new frame and and make it bigger than bigger. And when when did you decide that you were gonna buy it back from Cody? So I reached out to him and um, he after he destroyed it, he was gonna fix it. He was gonna he was already had um, the new parts on order from any level. 
um, and he was gonna fix it and then I think he realized that he's like this is gonna be a lot more work than he wanted to put into it um, and I was talking back and forth I was like look if you're gonna get rid of it let me know I'm the first person that's gonna buy it back and um, a couple days later we agreed on a price and went and picked it up that's outstanding. So let me ask you, for our listeners that want to follow the rebuild of this, does the truck have a name? Did you ever give it a nickname? We never gave it a nickname. Can we uh, offer up Rusty Max? It's available. <laughs> it's available. <laughs> it's been through hell. <laughs> it's been. It has hell. literally been through hell. So if you've been watching the Whistling Diesel uh, series where he's destroyed an F-350 and you want to see it come back to life, where can we follow it on Instagram? Will you have it on Retro Customs Instagram? So we're going to have it on Retro Customs Instagram. We also created a YouTube as well, Retro Customs. Um, but you can follow it on there. Um, but it really, it really lived up to its... To its standards. Dude, Aaron, Aaron, at any level, his whole crew has to be ecstatic yeah. about how well it should have broken, and it didn't. Like, it, that, that system is stout. And if, if you guys haven't listened, go back to our uh, previous episode. Just search for uh, Aaron from Any Level Lift. He's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, he's one of our favorite entrepreneurs. Like, that guy, he's just quit a stable job doing, uh, you know, designing CAD for the military. Uh, you know, and then he went and said, I'm going to build a better lift. And he actually did. And Cody from Whistle and Diesel just tried to try his damnedest to destroy it and couldn't. And it held up. It held up uh, very well. It's a good, uh, be a good Ford commercial. I'll tell you that. All right. Well, outstanding. If you guys want to see this build uh, be rebuilt, can they find it under Retro Customs? Yep. Retro Customs. Like I said, Retro Customs on Instagram. And then we'll also be having a um, post some videos of time lapses of it on our YouTube. Fantastic. And that's Customs with a Z. Thank you. Yep. Customs with a Z. Thank you. Holman, remember Greg Alberala? Uh, you mean the uh, Greg A. Loves Cummins, which was uh, unfortunately on certain head units, the wrong number of uh, displayed characters. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. So Greg A., awesome dude, has every gen I just found out, except he has one through four on the Rams. YouTuber, couple hundred thousand subscribers, super awesome dude, quit his job recently. Okay. Shortly after he took the leap and moved from New Jersey to Kentucky, went to go work at a performance shop and said, you know what? I'm going to give YouTube uh, a full swing. Like, and, he, and he did it. Quit his job and now he is uh, he's doing it full time. And so I caught up with him to see nice. how that, that was actually going. Did he remember you? Uh, you'll find out. <laughs> Mr. Greg Alberala, Greg A, as everyone knows him on YouTube. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. You trucked all the way down from, wait, no, sideways from Kentucky to Florida. Yep, still about 10 hours, but, uh, you know, we're, we're just out here trying to stay cool. Did you do it in one uh, in we, one trip? We or? split it up. We split it up. We uh, we teamed up with the guys at Fleece, and we met them halfway. So we stopped about halfway and did it in two days. So makes it a little bit more enjoyable. And you've got the wife out here. Wife, wife, no baby. Left, no uh, baby. Left, left, uh, left Reagan home because but she's not old enough to take care of herself. She's what, like two, one, two, two. Okay. Mom and mom and dad are picking up the slack. It's just uh, it's super hot out here on the asphalt all day long. So it, uh, you know, we tried it a year or so ago and. Uh, you know, it's just a little easier on everybody. <laughs> she gets to play with, uh, you know, all the cousins and everything else. So you're out here slaying in wrench work shirts yep. and no, I guess no hoodies. Just, oh, yeah, button downs is here. I mean, we, ha we have hoodies if uh, if you get cold in 90 degree weather. We do we do have them, but uh, yeah, mostly mostly T-shirts. So what's new with the channel? You're now building the wife's truck. How did that all come about? And are you really excited about it? Hold on, wait, I'm, screw you, Greg. I'm talking yeah, yeah, to the wife. Get, get, get in there. Get in what's there. your name? Allie. Allie. So, watching the channel, Greg's channel, over the last couple years, you've made, like, 
guest appearances. But now you're official. You're on the channel pretty regularly. Did they go begrudgingly into the channel? Like, no. Kicking and screaming, I don't want to be on camera? Or? No, I like being in the background. I used to have a 24 valve. And then we sold that, like, man, probably eight years ago or so, we sold that one. And I've been itching to kind of get back into a truck again. And this kind of fell into our laps in the right time, right way. And I, I love it. I'm excited to get working on it. And I've never, like, I've always helped build. So I, I want to kind of be a little bit more involved in this build and, like, know what's going on, know what I'm putting in it, know what, you know, all the mods and all that kind of stuff are. So I'm kind of excited about that. She, was a, she had a 24 valve before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I've had trucks since day one. Uh, always had multiple trucks, and it turned into one of the trucks. Uh, we had I had actually sold her car for her without her really knowing. So I was like, hey, you don't really have a vehicle, so you're going to drive one of these. She ended up driving it for for quite some time, and then you know she got into an SUV. But now this, uh, like she said, uh, this was literally her build started as a. Uh, as a Facebook message from a random person wanting to get out of something that he was he was kind of in over his head a little bit and was in a was in a predicament and it was a insanely good deal and it came with all these parts and uh, you know what what was it and when and who said it to you? Uh, it was just a just a guy who follows the channel. Oh, just a rando dude. Rando 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 uh, guy who followed the channel for a very very long time and uh, just sent me a random Facebook message. I happened to see it, which was kind of in and of itself. Sometimes I hardly see any messages, but happened to see this one. Message him, called him, uh, worked out. So it's a it's a 2015 quad cab short bed. So I'm gonna say it slowly because most people won't really take this in. It's a 2015 and it has only 74 miles on it. This, it sat. Wait, wait, hold on. Stop, wait, stop. See? Right there. Okay. Not 7,400 or 74,000. That was my thought as well because what he told me, what he wanted for it, I was like, all right, still a good deal. 76,000 miles on it. And he corrected me. He said, no, 76 miles on it. 74, 76. It's under 100 miles. The guy drove it three times, been sitting in his garage in his kind of townhome complex. Uh, took some things off. It took it apart. Bought a bunch of over twenty thousand dollars in parts for it, and it's been sitting for four or five years. But what explanation did he give for not driving it? He had three, family, yeah, so. three kids. He wanted to get out of it. They were looking to move, and he didn't want his wife to go back to work. I guess she was a teacher or something. So of, he's like, of, he's like, a lot of personal family stuff. I mean, okay. you know, I don't want to. Yeah. So we we ended up getting it, and I brought it home, and my intention was either to. Put it back together, use it for a little bit, either sell it or, or whatever, and, or use it for something else. And she she came home. She's like, I'm kind of kind of overdriving my Jeep. Like I think I think uh, this this should be my truck. And we kind of threw that out there in a video, and everyone was just like, Yeah, we want to see Allie work on it. They were excited. So we've done a couple videos with her in it. Her, you know, it, it's kind of funny because a lot of people will automatically assume that her being my wife you know she knows everything which she doesn't you know she she know takes i know i know a good amount she, i just the build but the, of but it the hands yeah, on, but yeah. the hands-on is is yeah. you know we we've never really spent a whole lot of time hands-on with her doing a lot of it so she wanted to do it everyone really accepted it extremely well and that's kind of what we've been rolling with with that yeah, you know greg knows torque specs of head studs right. out of you know top of his head and you're like what say uh, but you're gonna learn it all yeah, I'm hoping to, yeah. And so, like, we even started, like, so we just, so far, we've only done, like, the bumpers. We've only done some of, the, like, the little miscellaneous stuff. But, like, even that stuff, I don't know. So it's, like, it's cool for me to learn. 
so that if I ever want to like say like, hey, I want to do this to the truck and like we work on that together and stuff. Yeah, you, I mean, you've got a plan for the eventual divorce, right? So you can go and do your stuff. <laughs> oh, I mean, I know parts. Cause she gets half a wrench works and everything, dude. You're sitting on a gold mine over here. Oh, goodness. And I by know. the way, thank you for the shade. I love this new tent. Oh yeah. I had to put I the yeah. backdrop up. I know parts and I know like when stuff comes in or stuff gets shipped or he's talking to people about stuff, but I don't know like the application of it. I don't know the, the purposes of it. So like that's the stuff I want to learn. It's, 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 it's a whole new ball game when you put the wrench in your hand, you put the impact, you, you feel how it feels tightening, loosening, just the, the, the muscle memory in your hands of working on something is what you can have the knowledge all day long but until you start getting hands-on it really kind of comes full circle and you you learn how to finesse and when you need strength and when you don't so uh it's 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 interesting it's going to be cool as long as uh, as long as i don't uh as long as i can keep my cool and my patience everything will be completely fine yeah, right, right. <laughs> so you i remember the episode where you open up the the back doors of this truck and it's like a treasure trove of parts just falling out onto the floor expensive pieces as well absolutely yeah expensive pieces expensive uh, expensive suspension parts all kind of stuff we have totes now like full totes of all parts. And we spent a couple hours one day looking for one sensor just because we are like, we know we need it. We know we got to find it. And so- Did you find it? Yeah, we did. We did. We did, we did eventually find it. So the truck was not running and driving when we picked it up. So the guy had kind of taken the intercooler pipes off, like the turbo and everything was still there. He didn't touch anything underneath the valve cover, but he had he had kind of taken some, some top stuffs apart. So just going through all that stuff can sometimes be challenging. It was certainly overwhelming, like, Un I literally my my shop is fairly decently big and by the time we unboxed everything I was like oh boy ready to build the next shop because there's so many parts with this thing so so Ali what's the plan for it I mean in your mind how will it look how will it drive I mean I want it to be quick Greg would like me to probably try ET just to see if I like like it feel comfortable doing it I'm kind of like a little bit more reserved but I want it to be quick I want it to you know get up out of its own way maybe even do like a small trailer tow or something like that as far as what about looks you have any are they gonna look like greg's trucks which are all murdered out black on black on black on black probably pretty similar i'm hoping under the hood to do something different with some of the powder coat and stuff like that how much would it piss you off if it was like straight lime green or pink or something I'm, I'm, <laughs> did you think about just going to like i gotta do something opposite uh, not so opposite. I'm not loud, but I think it would be cool to do something different versus what he's done. Like, you know, he's done some of that kind of stuff. So I want to be a little bit different. She she can do whatever she wants. We'll let her. We'll let her do whatever she wants. You he know. says that. He says it as I he do, grits his teeth. I, right. I, I, she I, can I, do whatever I, she wants. I say that within a certain window of parameters. Anywhere between here and here, you're you're you're. As you're long great. as it's all black, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm not painting the outside, so yeah, right. it's black. Yeah. Was the interior in good shape? Yeah, I mean it only has seven. Uh, the only thing that the only thing that was ever in it was a bunch of bar, uh, parts boxes. So I mean, yeah, like it's a it's a it's a tradesman. So it's it's a little bit of a base model. Like we have kind of plans to try and like swap in a Laramie interior and kind of make it into into a Laramie. All that stuff kind of bolts in and bolts out, so we can kind of make it make it a little bit nicer. That's not stuff she really super cares about, but I think it'd be cool. You know, a lot of guys out there that have base model trucks, like, and they couldn't get in a Laramie. But hey, I got some money now. I have the truck. Let's let's see what it's going to take to do all that. So you know, swapping the panels, the seats, you know, even some of the center console, the dash, like that can all be done. So right. I think we're going to try and go with some of that stuff as well. So, okay. 
So let's change gears and talk about the Big Rig project. How did that come about and where are you in it? Um, yeah, so I would say about a year or so ago, we started looking for a Peterbilt project. Because um, this is way out of your wheelhouse for what your, your viewers know you as the Ram guy. You are Cummins through and through, Ram guy. You have every gen Ram, correct? Yeah. Yep. So this is besides fifth gen. Besides fifth gen, we don't have a fifth gen. I mean, kind of fourth gens are so similar and so close, but I love the anyway, we're getting off topic, but love the way fifth gens look. So Peterbilt project came about really because I wanted to step out of my comfort zone and learn something new. Um, and it's kind of like the, the next natural progression because uh, all the guys that drive big semi trucks, most of them, when they hop out of their big truck, they have a pickup truck. And I kind of went the opposite way where I've had pickup trucks my whole life. And uh, one of my good buddies, uh, everyone knows him on the channel as good buddy Mark. Uh, he owns a uh, big truck shop and he does all of my paint work. So he had a couple trucks that we started driving around and tinkering. And then you start looking into, you know, how customizable they are and all the big truck shows. And then uh, more specifically, the Cat C15 platform is so identical to a inline Cummins engine, uh, the way that they work, operate single turbo. And, you know, by the time I started looking into them, you know, the injectors, turbos, the whole nine yards, and then these guys use them every single day. So I just kind of became slightly infatuated with uh, the power capabilities, just like the pickup truck stuff and also being able to maybe haul two or three trucks to and from events with something like that. And uh, it was something that I tested the waters a little bit and everyone kind of accepted it really, really well. So you weren't scared? I mean, I am certainly <laughs> learning along the way of certain things, but I mean, uh, again, uh, everyone reaches out. They help me if I don't know something. And I love staying in my wheelhouse. I love the Ram Cummins platform, but uh, you know, I like to challenge myself. I like to learn new things. You know, I don't want to re keep repeating the same thing over and over again. So the Peterbilt was like a very good opportunity for me to jump into something else, learn something new, uh, and have it be something I'm interested in. So where did you find it? How much did you pay for it? What's the plan? So it was a it was a marketplace. Uh, you know, marketplace now. Facebook Marketplace. Oh, listen, Facebook Marketplace is where where everything goes down. So uh, yeah, it was on Facebook Marketplace for a couple hours. It was eight hours away in West Virginia. Um, it was probably one of the cheapest. So the the Cat C15 engines, they all have different families. The one that I was specifically looking for was a 6NZ. Uh, it's basically the last year before they went to the twin turbo Cat engines and have all the emission stuff on them. So it's pre-emissions. Where it was looking, was looking, was looking, those things, man, they go from 40 to 80,000 very, very easily. We paid a fraction of that. This thing was up online for a couple hours, drove right out there with a buddy. Uh, was actually supposed to be like a working, running, driving truck. By the time we get there, he had a battery charger on it. It's been sitting for four years, and you know we took the we took the leap and uh, drove it back, and it drove back fine. But uh, it was just kind of like a, I mean, mostly all of my purchases are a uh, okay. It's a good deal. Let's hop in the truck and go. Uh, it was just one of those Facebook Marketplace good deals uh, for that specific engine. Um, it wasn't a show truck by any means. It was a big sleeper stand up top we changed the top of the cab i mean i blew this thing up to a million pieces so we took the big sleeper off we changed the sleeper um so it's been it's been it's been quite an interesting year with it but what's the plan what do you are is it gonna tow your race trucks or what we'll probably dive into a, a, a big part of the performance side of it we'll get it uh they have they have uh chassis dynos where we can you know do before and afters turbos manifolds the whole nine yards and then ultimately use it to tow at least two trucks possibly three uh you just with a pickup truck that gets really 
more difficult. So with the big truck, I think it'd be cool. Um, we're going to go to a couple shows like um, Renegade Cleaning Products. You know, they go to Matt's every year. We're talking to them. Um, so take it to a couple, sh a bunch of big truck shows, kind of just like this. The big truck community is really, really tight knit, kind of just like the pickup truck side is. So again, just something I want to try and diversify and get into and go to shows and do events and stuff like that with, with it. So just you kind of use it as a, uh, it's a toy. You know, we're not going to, you know, go oh, work so Monday through Friday. So you're not going to take it up to Canada where they have those, uh, the races where they get all cockeyed and sideways, like 3,000 horsepower, and they do quarter mile drags and tractor pulls and all that stuff? Yeah, I think that, I mean, that could be that could be a good long-term goal. Like, those things are crazy. Those are wild. Like, I, I could see myself trying to maybe get into that when we're a little more solid with it. Maybe we know what we're doing, but, man, those things are crazy. Like, those things are really cool. I would definitely love to at least you know go there attend and you know maybe not compete right away but you know who knows the sky's the limit so there's some huge huge horsepower and the torque is like oh, yeah. four thousand pound feet of torque oh yeah they're i mean i think those guys are making like three four thousand horsepower yeah. like they are it is it is insane like the torque on those things is just crazy i mean everyone you can see them twist frame and everything it's it's really cool so what's the uh what's the near term for the channel what can we expect to see on greg underscore alborella's youtube channel in the near future uh, the plan is to get Ali's truck running and driving again. Like I said, it didn't come running and driving. Needs some needs some parts and pieces. So we're gonna spend some time get that truck running and driving. Make sure it's all good. Make sure it's solid. Um, the Peterbilt is almost ready to fire back up. So get that running and driving. There's a lot of there's a lot of right now loose odds and ends of projects that need to be tied up. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that's on the brink of running and driving. Like we had a cylinder head off my one first gen. Um, we just did a head gasket on another truck. So just a lot of miscellaneous bits and pieces to kind of keep the shop open uh, because I still don't have a lift in my shop. So the more projects that get out of my shop, the more room we have to put a lift in there. Cause how do you know how to have been packed? How have they not reached out to you and said, here, two, have two of our lifts? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Ben Pack, if you're listening, I'll, I'll, I'll take one or two. Uh, but man, uh, I think a lot of people resonate with that. We started, I started outside just like everybody else, didn't have a garage. We bought our first home kind of in the same breath of YouTube. Like I had a two car garage, but still half the stuff was outside, stuff was inside. I've done every single, I mean, I've probably done 20 to 30 clutches between my trucks and projects all on the ground, all on jack stands. I mean, it can be done. I think a lot of people resonate with that, you know, a lift is really really nice i'm at the point where i'm kind of tired doing it on the ground but can be done people know that i'm willing to put into work and so they can do it too you know yeah. so i think that's what uh is important to show people that you know sometimes the fancy stuff is really really nice but it can be done you know wherever you are and with minimal tools so i think that's the cool part about the channel is that it's very voyeuristic we're watching you turn the wrenches talking about all the specs and why you're replacing parts, why you're changing parts. It's not just all time-lapse like a lot of the channels where we just see you running around like ants. You're explaining why you're doing it. And I think a lot of guys are like, oh, I, I, I can relate because I blew that head gasket for the same reason that Greg did. And now he's replacing it. So I feel comfortable doing the mod now because I just, I just watched you do it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, there's always, we, I always try to give reason behind why we're doing it, how we're doing it, uh, the certain steps, the certain orders, you know, really like, I think one of the biggest questions, a lot of people that don't know me, you know, why did you start? Why did you start a YouTube channel? Like what, what really, and and it mostly it was because I, I had a couple builds under my belt and, you know, I, I never admit that I know everything, but I've, I had certainly messed up a lot of stuff in the, in the past and have You're learned. You're a mechanic too, in the beginning, right? 
Um, you had mechanic background? Background. Background. You know, I never really grew up with it. It was really just all hands-on. I went to school at WyoTech, you know, um, and then got a job right out of there. Uh, but again, it, it's really just, uh, you know, trying to help people avoid the pitfalls of, hey, at this corner, you're going to want to zig instead of zag. You know what I mean? When you're doing this certain job, you're going to want to do it. And, and that's why it kind of snowballed and started. Say, hey, you know, one of my first videos was a clutch install. For a lot of different people, doing a clutch job is a big job. That's daunting. And I, my one of my first ones, it was step by step. It was the bolts, the sockets that you needed, and every single step was what exactly you needed. You could literally watch that video and then go feel comfortable and avoid some of the, hey, you're gonna wanna wiggle here and jiggle there and, and you shouldn't have a problem, you know? So that's kind of where it all started. And to this day, I still try to be as informative while being a goofball and having a good time as possible you know so everyone wants to see you know the the, you, fi the fires and explosions <laughs> and we certainly have that covered as well so yeah you do have the drama you've got the family stuff congratulations on the success of the channel as always because you're doing this full-time now yep. that was kind of, of a, a leap of faith yeah yeah uh just kind of got to a point where uh it was growing it was growing and it was kind of a decision do we keep the ball rolling or uh do we slow down and and kind of do something a little bit different so it, it was kind of just meandering in the background it you know like I said it kept growing kept growing uh, there were opportunities that I could not take full advantage of like even just being here traveling down on a Tuesday you know hanging out with the fleece guys hanging out with everybody else down here uh, it, it gets very difficult when you're requesting so much time off um, so it's really just fair to everyone to kind of take that take that leap and see where it goes and boom as soon as I did that you know doors started opening here there and everywhere and it's been uh, it's only been a couple months but it's been incredible and extremely fortunate and thankful for people who watch the videos who support you know wrench works any any way shape and form there's plenty of avenues and uh, me and me and Allie couldn't be more thankful for uh, to even have the opportunity to do this and again just try to help people and you know we're very relatable people we talk to people all day long so we uh we thank you everybody i mean let's be honest though Allie's the brains behind the operation right oh she is the brains and the beauty brains and the beauty you know all right well i can't leave without buying a shirt so i'm going to grab the uh, the black one the one you're wearing because right. we'll look like bobsy twins all right good good <laughs> thanks greg congrats hey, congrats on the success thank you jay thank you jay thank you jay thank you jay yeah that was, a, that was a good interview. Yeah, I mean, Greg's right, cool. got a lot to say. I think it's interesting to uh, see a guy who uh, completely transforms himself, right? Like, has an opportunity and then ju just completely pivots and says, all right, I'm going to go do it. I'm all in. Yeah, I mean, the, the dude started out at, at Wyotech, like you said, and um, he went to go work at a speed shop. And he's like, nope, going to be a YouTuber. Going to spread the love. Hey, man, good for you if you can make it work. I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> right? All right, well, that's the show, man. That was jam-packed. I think uh, we did uh, 31 hours on this particular episode. Oh, God, I hope not. What'd you think? Let us know. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And he's at LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and we are at Truck Show Podcast on the socials. Don't forget to uh, hit us up over there or... Leave us a message on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Yeah, we did not play any five-star hotline or read any emails, so that means we're we stocking stack. it all up. We're stacking it up for the next one. Yeah, it's going oh to be a long show of all email. 
And dude, we have our guests lined up for the next show already. We have the we have guests signed up for like the next literally like three or four shows actually. We're on fire, dude. Everybody wants to be a part of the Truck Show podcast. Everybody. What do you, you think, know what? dude? You know, hey, hey, would you leave us a review? That would be cool. Go to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. That Give would us your be honest cool. opinion. Yeah. So if you could do that, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes, we would. Well, you know who else wants to be part of the show but can't? Uh, no. Lots of other truck manufacturers, but they can't get in because Nissan is our presenting sponsor. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Who's been with us for uh, almost since the beginning. So uh, please support our advertisers like Nissan for supporting the show. Uh, head over to NissanUSA.com or down to your local Nissan dealer. Check out the uh, Nissan Frontier or the Titan and Titan XD with the five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. You mean the best warranty in the business? The best that warranty one? in the business. Okay. Or how about those uh, NV line of vans? When are we going to get me an NV200 and bag it and drop, just slam it? When did this Wii stuff happen? You're going to have to go need, figure that I one out your on your juice own. juice with Nissan. Well, I told you, sell all of the things that you have in your driveway and uh-huh. go get one reliable vehicle. Uh, yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> I really need a Nissan van. That would solve so many issues for me. Oh, yeah? Like what? I mean, like a place to put stuff. I was thinking a place for you to sleep. No. Oh, I'm going to need that. Yeah, for sure, because my wife's not happy with all the stuff I'm collecting. No, you know what I mean? Because I had the pod in front of the house for yeah. a while. and then oh, I had the pod the... gone? Oh, yeah, the pod's been oh, long Oh, because gone. you put in that deck system. Now all your stuff is just in the deck system? Oh, I see what you did. Do you have like uh, uh, deck systems in your driveway stacked like cordwood? Instead of a pod? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, that's a good idea. I should just have them in the single car garage, just stacked up. Just instead of having instead like- Instead of having like file cabinet drawers that you got anything. from like a garage sale, you have mm-hmm. all deck drawers. <laughs> that would be insane. Could you do a full decked garage? Would I put 2,000 pounds of decked drawers on, on top, top of, of a deck? On top of decked drawers, yes. yeah. And then you could, ha- you could have D-bags hanging on the wall? You mean one of those bomb-proof backpacks? Yeah, think about it. It's like a deck system for your back. You don't even need a truck, so it's perfect for a guy like you. I got a truck. I mean, it's mostly rust, but it's a truck. Yeah, but it doesn't even have enough floor in the bed to hold a deck system in it. But the cab has enough room to hold a D-bag. Why you got to come at me like that? What? You have a bench seat. You could probably put two or three D-bags in there. Now you're insulting my friends? Deck.com. <laughs> <laughs>